listening to Talk Crooked, the social justice and comedy podcast where two friends laugh, cry, and rage about an unspeakable subject while enjoying adult beverages. My name is Kay. I'm Carrie. <gasps> and who else do we have? It's to me, the Lexington Bookie. Yay! <laughs> Yay! We're so excited to have you on. Thank you. So everybody, we've all got a shot. So go ahead, pause this, go grab your shots, and one, one two, two, three, three go! go. Mmm, that's a good lime. They weren't warm. They that were, were good. they weren't that bad. They okay, were good. Mm-hmm. we, we were having worried. yeah, <laughs> we're having some serious technical difficulties. <laughs> and you can just put it right here. Mmm, I just want to suck on this lime. It I know, right? <laughs> oh, I'm so proud your of Kroger, that lime. Your Kroger is the best limes. Mm-hmm. Mm. And the best guys. Mm. <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> <gasps> Forgive right. our technical difficulties. Yes, it's been an adventure tonight. <laughs> I'm new. <laughs> um, so, my name is Amanda, also known as the Lexington Bookie. Um, I know you guys have heard of me because these guys have been plugging me for weeks. Yes, <laughs> <Because> every episode. <laughs> yeah, you are the best. Yeah, um, I am the best. Yeah. <laughs> you all really need to go click out, or... Click on. um, (laughs) Kay's drunk already. No, I'm not. (laughs) Y'all need to go uh, check out her little blog posts about us because they're just awesome. Yes. And so, so detailed. I was going to say, so we've got three right now. We have the first 30 episodes Mm -hmm. um, matched to a reading suggestion. So for each episode. Which is incredible that you... We're able to find. I read a lot of Honestly, the last set had me so stressed. <laughs> Four or five a, that I was like, I don't have a topic for this. Yeah, schizophrenia? Was, Try finding a book on schizophrenia. <laughs> not on. That well, wasn't yeah. the ones you already mentioned. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. That it wasn't was like struggle. American Psycho or, yeah, something mm-hmm. like that. That's super like on the nose. Yeah. 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 And I don't read that's a fair. lot of scary stuff either. <laughs> you guys well, read fight. a lot of scary topics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. We're dark and twisty. Yeah. <laughs> But but, but we have fun with it, I think. Yes. Yeah. We make it fun. <laughs> That's the way you make shadows disappear, right? You just, you yeah, just laugh you just at have them. fun. You just laugh at them and say, hey, you're not scary, Shadow. <laughs> <laughs> or you just ignore it and it goes away. Uh, that's not healthy, but sure. <laughs> Not in this metaphor. <laughs> We've reached the limit of the shadow metaphor now. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, go uh, ahead with your intro. We okay, sorry, we totally derailed, derailed you. you. I'm sorry. so sorry. Like, oh, we can come back to it. No, it's um, fine. Yeah. So, so yeah. Okay. So we talked about the episodes. Like mm-hmm. I said, there's three. There's part three is out. It came out in November. Um, I did a wrap up, but I probably didn't put it in there, so I will fix that. <laughs> <laughs> um, this month has been insane. Trying yes. to get scheduled with these girls is like. It was crazy. Oh yeah, we we all three have so much going on that yeah. this was this is a miracle. We're yeah. workaholics too, here. So. Yeah, here yeah. on here on Black Fridays when yeah. we're recording yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, and it's, amazingly, I was off. Yeah, um, so amazingly, yeah. I was in the state. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh lord. But yeah, no, that's all I had for my intro until we until we dive into until our fun we dive topic. in. Awesome. <sighs> I get to just kind of sit back and listen. Uh, which is really weird. Yeah. But also, thank God, because I'm in the midst of finals right now. And yeah. And just crying tears so. of blood all the time. <laughs> we figured we'd so. give Kay a break and let her chill for the yeah. week. 
I hope everyone had a safe and sane Thanksgiving. Um, Definitely has been the chillest Thanksgiving of my existence. Yeah, mine too. How about you? (laughs) Mine are usually pretty quiet, which is nice. That's awesome. I'm not going to lie. They're pretty quiet. Yeah. Although there was a Dixie Chick um, showdown from the four girls that are probably 10 and under. It was three rounds of Dixie Chicks. (laughs) It was cute. But it was a lot of Dixie Chicks. (laughs) It was a lot. Oh, man. We don't have, like, kids who are old enough to talk yet, like, in my family yet. Like, everyone has, everyone's at, like, infants or, like, they are in high school themselves. Uh Like, so, like, I'm the oldest on both sides of my family. Mm -hmm. And, like, my two cousins on my dad's side have, both have infants. And so it's, like, we don't have any kids shenanigans yet. So it'll be, (laughs) it'll be really interesting to see how that develops in the next few years because... Even as infants, they have quite big personalities. So (laughs) it's gonna be it's gonna be insane when it starts. I can't wait, actually. See, I just celebrate with my mom, Mm -hmm. and like it's been really nice this past couple of years because I've actually been able to drink with her. Yeah, we've been able to chill out. And (laughs) your your age is showing. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. Not but not really. Old. No, you're not that old. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you're making me feel old now. Oh, I'm sorry. Back it up here. <laughs> I think I'm the oldest one in this room, so you can chill. <laughs> I'll let you take the crown. Yeah. <laughs> but I was just, like, I'm saying, like, I just yeah, celebrate no, I'm just with my mom, with so there are no, like, babies, and yeah. we can drink until we're drunk if we want because it's just you at your house and it's just the two of you and that's like so cool that's so cool that's actually what i'm gonna get tomorrow when i go to josh's aunt's like Mm -hmm. it's super chill she runs around and like people are like having coffee like with their dessert and she's just like you want some baileys in that and she'll just like fill your coffee and i'm like yes chris (laughs) yes ma'am i will take all the baileys Please give me Bailey's. Yes, Bailey's. Oh, it's so fun. And like Josh's grandpa grandpa messes with his grandma all the time. Aww. And like it's just they're such a fun family and everyone's super chill and cool. And I just I'm really blessed in my in laws. So I love it. Like not that I don't love my family, like don't get me wrong, but like I, I just love when I get when it falls because we go every other year yeah. with Thanksgiving. So and then Christmas we hit everybody. So it's like oh, except for this year because I physically can't because my <laughs> brother's getting married. So um, <laughs> they can just all suck it. But um, you know it. Um, well, we had to rearrange everything. But on Christmas we try to hit everybody. But Thanksgiving, like we alternate between my family or then going to his dad's side of the family or his mom's side of the family. So it's like my family, mom's side, my family, dad's side, my family. You know what I'm saying? It's like a rotation. Well, yeah, because like that's the only time I get to see my mom's side of the family pretty much is at Thanksgiving. That's when they all get together. So it's usually involving an eight-hour drive followed by, oh, let's not – Let's make sure that we stay in line and go with the schedule of everything, which is my family. My family is like, let's do stuff. Yeah. Let's do stuff. Let's do stuff. Let's do stuff. And his family's like, let's just chill. <laughs> we'll just eat and like drink and like, you can look at your phone all day if you want. Like, I don't care. Like, you know what I mean? They're just like super chill. <laughs> and like, my family's like, let's play laser tag and let's go, to, let's go pop up golfing and let's go do this. And oh God, then, no. you know what I mean? It, yeah. No, it's so fun, but it's well, also yeah. like. A lot to where like you need because I mean I don't know if you can tell like my family we don't sit still 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. yeah. Uh, we don't sit still. So, like, it, it's just like, let's have everything scheduled and let's go, 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 which is kind of how Christmas is, too. And go with my grandparents. It's like, let's do, 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 do. And that's how my grandpa is because if he stops, he'll fall asleep. Aww. So, you know, it's just, Bless it's nice. Heart, right? <laughs> I love this year. It has been so chill. I've already had one dinner. I've got two days to, I've had two days to like recover from that one. And then now it's going to, we have one more and then Sunday and it's just been lovely. So I'm really excited. And I didn't do any Black Friday shopping. Yeah, me neither. Um, Did you? No, I don't know the crazies. (laughs) No, I tried to go into Walmart last night to get like, because I was out of my, uh, my protein shakes Mm -hmm. and like, I can't. The, it took me so long to find that flavor that I liked that I, like, I people have been like, why didn't you just get like an off-brand kind from somewhere else? Like, why did you go to Walmart? And I was like, I didn't think anything started till like eight or nine. Mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah, people it started up. yesterday yeah, at like noon. It was crazy. It started at six at our Walmart, but people were there at noon, like just waiting. They just went and grabbed their shit and then sat and waited with it. And I was like, how, What? I just can't. Well, I just can't with it. Like, I get it if you need, like, like I, I did that with my laptop that I needed. Mm-hmm. I stood outside of Best Buy for, like, two hours or something like that one year because I was super poor and needed a laptop because I was going to be a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I did that. But, I mean, well, one year, it was so um, crazy in there. And I was just like, I just need my slim fast. <laughs> That's all I need. That's all I need. And then, like, at one point, like, I went across, I went across the top, like, the front to go over to the vitamin section where they are. And then, like, I turned around and came back the same way and they'd already roped it off right there. And I was like, but wait, I just need to, I just need to check out. Can I just, the cops were just like, mm. like, giving it's me the stink eye. They had cops, they had there, cops everywhere. I don't just live in Kentucky. I live in rural backwoods Kentucky where the only place you Black Friday shop is Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> so there were like six cop cars outside. <laughs> I um I used to have no. a friend whose yeah. parents um her parents went on well her dad and stepmom went on Black Friday just because they had six kids to get TVs to get Christmas it. stuff for well, yeah they, like they had to get TVs for each of them mm-hmm. and like tablets for a few of them and like they they wanted all the kids to that feel makes like sense they, yeah. oh for sure like that yeah. makes that totally makes sense it's yeah. just crazy and like if I go Black Friday shopping I'm usually like at Kohl's or like Target or something and that doesn't start till later so. I tried the first year that I moved to Kentucky I tried to go to Old Navy I really needed jeans and I mm. love Old Navy jeans yeah and that's fair I were like Walked in, went, oh no. <laughs> like, like, you know, everything is roped off, so you have to yeah, go, a, you certain have to go a certain direction. So then I panicked because there's so many people and I couldn't get out of the store. Yeah. Oh. So, like, I just tried to bail, but I couldn't. So I spent, like, probably a half hour in this tiny little old Navy trying to get out. Just trying oh. to leave. Oh. Like, You're like, I just, I just want to go. I Can I just? Jeans. So, yeah, lesson learned. Yeah, girl. But I thought for sure, because at that time, I worked nights so mm-hmm. i had gotten off it was like six o'clock or six thirty, and i was like oh it won't take me but like five minutes run in find my grab jeans, my size because i know my size yeah. yeah and run it no <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what's happening idea. they had been like roping everything off they had like tape on the floor for to direct lines from the registers and all that yeah. shit mm-hmm. also everyone boycott walmart until they start paying their employees holiday time for 
Thanksgiving. They don't do that, and that's bullshit. Kroger doesn't either. They don't give... Our Kroger was closed. Well, our Kroger is open, and they don't give holiday time. That's bullshit. That's not cool. Yeah. A grocery store at Thanksgiving not giving you holiday time? That's such bullshit. Like... At Thanksgiving? That's, yeah. It's just a food holiday. Yeah. It's literally just a food holiday. And shopping. Why would you not pay your retail employees? It, whatever. Whatever. Aww. Whatever. Whatever. But yeah, like, I literally, <laughs> they had tape everywhere and I had to, like, I didn't give a shit. I had, like, <laughs> I had to, for real, I, no, I didn't go under anything, but, like, there were people that were just, like, walking really slowly and I was like... <laughs> No, excuse me excuse me i literally just want to buy my buy my protein shakes can i get out can i get out and of course like i, I went in there and i was like oh shit like we need coffee and then josh texted me and was like i need coke and so like I, I went through and i got all that stuff and then like i was trying to get out of the chip aisle they had that roped off and like i was like it's groceries what the <laughs> hell i can i just they Can moved just, everything around so that people there wouldn't was like, be, like, Well, right, and they crowding. had, like, electronics mm-hmm. all down the everywhere. and mm-hmm. But so I was walking around with, like, a big old pack of protein shakes and a big old pack of Coke and Red Bull and something. Oh, he needed, like, a paintbrush or something because he's working on a bench <laughs> right now for my aunt and, that we're seeing tomorrow and because <laughs> he doesn't procrastinate. And, um, you know, so I had, like, all this, like, heavy shit. So I actually, like, wrenched my wrist. Oh. Oh, and didn't notice until this morning when I like bent down and like put weight on it and it was like it like lit up on fire and I was like, oh, fuck. So I injured myself trying to get out of Walmart yesterday. This is why Black Friday at Walmart is dangerous. It's so fucking dangerous. (laughs) And then I stopped at the liquor store and those girls acted like I was the crazy one. And I was like, okay, thought we were friends, but it's fine. I see you twice a week. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah, not as much anymore. I'm trying to cut back. Like, and not have a drink during the week anymore because, like, I can't keep drinking all my calories. But mm-hmm. I work, I work at a stressful place. I don't know what's so. wrong with that. Honestly. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a huge fan of that, actually. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh. Uh, but anyway, this is not what we're talking about today. Sorry right. for the huge tangent, you guys. All right. So, this That's week, I went with. you ready? You're going to join in with us? Yeah. You ready? Okay. So, Are this week, spooky? Yeah. You, guys you ready? Say it? Yes. Yeah. All right. So, this week, we're talking about literacy. <laughs> it is That's perfect so not timing for this. Topic. I know <laughs> it's not a spooky topic, but I've got some shocking statistics, so Yay. it's a little yeah. spooky. Oh, me too. I'm yes. concerned. Yeah, I'm worried, especially as a former English teacher. <laughs> Quick it's anecdote. Yes. Um, I when I was in the Harry Potter Alliance a few years ago, our big thing was like helping kids in our area get literate. Which um, is awesome because that's what yeah, Harry like, Potter did. Yeah, yes. and so for we our would, generation, at least. Yes. Every April, Harry the HPA puts on this big thing where every chapter collects books every year, and yeah, they give yeah, them to yeah. like local um, schools, local libraries, local. Um, or they also like send them off to like Africa, and just it's really awesome. Like my group, our first year collected around two thousand, I think. Didn't you start a library thing? In I your neighborhood? started a little library, yeah. which is, it's a very tiny kind of aspect of that. It's that little, oh, is it, isn't it like a little box, like yeah, a little letterbox It looks like kind. a bird box, kind they of. They have those all over my parents' neighborhood yes. now. It's yep. so cool. They're, 
from starting it, I know that there's been issues. <laughs> like, people steal your shit. Well, Not yeah. Not cool. Which, but yeah, it is that a is valid, the danger. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a valid way to, like, kind of outreach. Because there are people who can't afford to either, A, get to the library. Yeah. Or afford to buy new books or afford to you know go or find. even to buy find a half price books and buy the dollar book or you can't like find Goodwill. the way to get I mean, there good, yeah like i usually stock my little little library with like goodwill books because they're a dollar two dollars a piece yeah. which is great and you know people you don't know what they want to read so you just kind of buy classic stuff and i mean but there's some people who can't get there like a lot of my my little tiny small railroad town has 300 people in it. It's and so cute. Well, I love your little adorable. town so much. Your house is so cute. I love it. I love my little town. And most of the residents are like, you know, senior citizens. So mm-hmm. they don't, they, their big trips to the, the nearest big town is like a big day for them. And, yeah. And it's probably yeah. to get like toilet paper yeah, and food like and they're they not need. they're not thinking about yeah. that kind of stuff so yeah it's kind of nice and i do i definitely have had people donate to them and, and you can tell they're like older books so people i mean they're the the good intentions are there yeah so, yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure i thought that was so cool though that you started that because that's really neat and then it was neat to see that and then go to my parents neighborhood and see that they had been doing the same like the same thing yeah. which is really cool and then their neighborhood's huge like Kay was just there and mm-hmm. it's like its own little community oh and it so, was mind-blowing yeah like <laughs> e- each little square oh my God. has its own little birdhouse oh my gosh, library thing amazing. yeah it's really cool They're and definitely gaining popularity I think. yeah i think it, people are realizing how cool they are yeah because as especially like with how ebook we are now and how you know it, it's you purchase it on your nook and then you can't it's not like a physical book where you can just say oh here read it right and like hand yeah. it to yeah. your friend and read it like well i mean like with nook i i never got a kindle but i, I was a nook person because i love barnes and noble so much <laughs> but um like this was before my addiction to amazon happened so like I, I, i'm a nook person so you can actually lend your book and it's really cool like but the other person has to have a nook too so like you can lend it to their account for two weeks and you can't access the book for two weeks so it's like you handed it oh to your friend which is really neat yeah so just to like hashtag no ad but like you know what i mean like it 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 is but you know there well i mean you can just get the app on your phone even now you know which is what i use now but like i only wanted a nook but i i did have a kindle but i liked it a lot like i got yeah i downloaded my bible to it so that i could just take that to To church church yeah like i was a sunday school teacher so that helped a whole yeah, lot actually sure. rather than just like going through the whole bible trying yeah. to find where i was but, yeah <laughs> i inherited a kindle and i had the kindle app on my phone mm-hmm. and i kind of like having them both now because mm-hmm. like the big books you know the the nonfiction or, or chapter books that you're reading they're so much easier to read on a big screen oh yeah like, for sure i have a dream dictionary on my phone oh that's so cool which is great to have because then you can just kind of like yeah through it when you're brain's still not really working in the morning yes. and like 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 we were just having oh, that snake conversation dreams. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i need to look at what, what a snake mean? means because i've been having a lot of weird dreams with snakes snakes yeah. why did it have to be snakes so that's why i'm like ah, it's handy that's so neat yeah no i do i've got the i had a kindle app for a minute on my tablet as well i've got a samsung tablet yep that i got with my phone or whatever forever ago when it was a promotion but like it's cool, like, when you buy a book from Amazon, it'll also give you, like, the ebook 
at the same time, like for free yeah. with it yeah. or whatever. So that's like, cool. I, I bought the Harry Potter cookbook and then immediately oh. had access to it <laughs> awesome. on that's awesome. my tablet. <laughs> so that was neat, you know, because then I could immediately be like, like immediately enjoy it because mm-hmm. I actually I got it because I got into a really cool book series that I've plugged on here before, but it's uh, Women of the Other World, and I would stay up late reading them and then not want to wait, like, until morning, until, you know, the store opened, because it would be literally be, like, 3 a.m., mm-hmm. and not want to wait <laughs> like, give me that five book. hours or, you know, <laughs> yeah. whatever, three more hours until the store opened to go and buy it. So I was like, oh, nope, download. <laughs> and I read. can read it on here. It'll be <laughs> and easier. I read it. Yes. So that's why I only have like the first three on my <laughs> shelf because that's just saving storage space. That's well, all. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know. And now I have them in audiobook. But anyway, so and the authors are um, still getting money. Exactly. And they're getting a little exactly. bit more because they're not having to pay for it to be printed. Yeah. And yeah. 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 Speaking yeah. of audiobook, Kay and I were talking earlier. Um, things oh, yeah. that you can do to get free books on your phone. Especially, I love audiobooks because I'm in my car. I love like audiobooks my car is my too. second yes. house. Yes. Um, so yeah, you've been traveling hoopla. a lot. So many miles on the car. <laughs> <laughs> but Hoopla, um, Overdrive, and Libby are all you can get a library card, and I don't know how many participating libraries do it, but many of them do. And one of those, I think the majority do, because I've definitely heard yeah. of this before too. Yeah. I heard about it on Tumblr, I think. Yeah. yeah. Many of them will hook up to one of those apps and you can, you can download eBooks, you can download audiobooks, Um, and you can like, I really do a lot of it with like requesting books. So if I want a specific book and I know it's super popular, I put a hold on it and then, um, my library has it where you can shoot it to the nearest branch to you and then you can go pick it up. So, oh, yeah. Neat. And because I'm a book nerd, I use it a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, well you also, have a book blog. Yeah. So it's necessary. You, it's, yeah. it's completely necessary yeah. for you. Just a quick writer on that. Libraries really need you to use this service because that lets the government know, hey, people still need libraries and we need libraries to still... Libraries are important. Yes. Especially like in rural places like where I used to teach, like not everyone has the internet. So Mm -hmm. they had to go to the library to get the internet and do their homework and stuff like that. So, and where I used to work, actually, they just built a beautiful, like state of the art, gorgeous library that's way fancier than the fucking school. (laughs) Oh, wow. I was like, where's this money coming from? (laughs) I'm aller- literally allergic to my classroom. Oh. I was, for real, you guys. <laughs> it was really bad. I was so sick. For two years, I was so sick. Oh like, my I'm God. sure you remember how thin I used to be like, yeah. when, I, when we you first met. Like, like, this itty bitty little thing. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. I was so thin because I was sick all the time. Oh my god! I was sick all the time. I had so many respiratory infections. <laughs> that is not healthy. No, it was really bad. And like the stage where I was teaching, like they, ha- I swear to God, they have they hadn't before I left and made a huge fucking stink about it. Then they got new curtains. I swear to God, those curtains hadn't been touched since the '70s Gross. when the school was built. Oh, and we used to have to hot box that shit because <laughs> they would double book the gym, and so we would have to rehearse on the stage. With mm-hmm. the curtains closed while basketball practice was happening behind us. So oh we would just God. be like hotboxing all that. Because it was just a stage in the gym. Yeah. It wasn't an auditorium. Which I'm used to. Because like my high school, it was it was a gymnatorium or whatever yeah. the fuck. So uh-huh. like we would have to do that shit all the time. 
It was was the only gym with air conditioning. (laughs) So we had like the main gym and then they had that. And unfortunately, I mean, everybody's got to use the space. So it is what it is. But like our stage was clean when I was in high school. Yeah. Yeah. Because they gave a shit. I built that drama program from nothing. So they were just like, breathe it. Mm -hmm. Get cancer. We don't care. Yeah, it was really bad. I was so sick all the time. It was a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, okay, so let me get dived in here because we could just talk. This episode will be really long, guys, and I'm sorry. I'm not going to be able to cut any of it out. So, uh, <laughs> okay, so let's talk for a little bit because I found, I found a really cool article. There were a, This was like number seven on my Google search, actually, and it just kind of had everything in it. So I was like, I mean, like, why? I, mean, I, I of course, cross-referenced all of this, but, like, I was just like, why... Why pull other sources in? Yeah. So, um, so this is from uh, Portland. Okay. Uh, uni- some some university. Hang on a second. <laughs> it's some university <laughs> out Way in Portland. There. Oh, there university! It's University of Portland. Oh, okay. okay, sorry. <laughs> I thought it was, but I wasn't completely <laughs> sure that that was like a real school. Sorry, I thought I was just making that up. Okay, yeah, University of Portland. Um, it's an education blog that they do, and it's to do uh, with the crisis point that we're actually at in uh literacy in america which i had a feeling it was bad yeah uh especially (laughs) so i mean like as a former english teacher like i knew we were in a bad way but i also kind of thought maybe it was isolated to just like certain parts (laughs) yeah kentucky uh (laughs) because i mean the deep south (laughs) literally i had kids coming through that didn't they could barely read oh my god and you taught high school yeah, yeah, I am certified to teach 8th grade through 12th grade. I am not equipped to teach a child how to read when they're 15. <laughs> At that point, your window has closed. Like, as an yeah. educator, uh, just to throw this out there, you have a window of opportunity when a child is younger. Generally, it's until they're about 7 to 8 when that window closes. So that window is when you're absorbing. You're a sponge. We absorb language as people. So uh, that's why it's important to talk to your kids all the time when they're really little and that because they, they absorb it. They absorb it and they and it goes in there, which is also why we should teach foreign language at a young age, but whatever. Uh, no, we wait until we just can't get it anymore. Four years of Spanish and I still can't <laughs> Right, speak you're just it. like, uh, yeah. los pantalones yeah. en escato? Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. Weird. That's exactly the phrase that my buddy who took French, that's all he knows, too. Yes! <laughs> we like, know something about... up with that phrase? Pants on, <laughs> pants cats, on cats. cats. Yes, pants on cats. That's all we know. <laughs> my husband took French for some fucking reason, so he doesn't even know that phrase (laughs) i don't know why anyone would take french it's a dying language so um for real yeah it's a it's a dying language did anyone know that no just to throw that out there you want to know why you want to know why i do i'm gonna be like super nerdy english major for a second uh (laughs) the french language is dying because the french did not teach their language to the countries that they conquered Ooh. That because was a bad move, guys. <laughs> yeah, <coughs> they're full of themselves. <coughs> mm. Sorry. So, uh, <laughs> probably not now. They're probably not full of themselves now. No, maybe regretting it. Back in the day, <laughs> some of them, yes. Well, yeah. some of them, yes, but some mm. of some of everyone is full of themselves. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's be real. Um, I'm sure there are people in the uh, you know slums of Vietnam that are full of themselves. So let's not 
tar everyone. Yeah. Let's not tar the French. <laughs> I did say and some of them. Yes. Let's not tar the French in that way. But uh, I know that back in the day, the French were very full of themselves. And so they did not, they, they thought that they were superior. And so the countries that they conquered, unlike England, which is the language that is slowly taking over and killing every other language in the world. Um, which is interesting as well and fascinating, which is why I majored in it as well, but we're not talking about that today. But um, that's why yeah, it's a whole other episode <laughs> in and of itself that I could talk about for hours because it's incredible. But um, yeah, like England and everyone else, like they taught, they taught the conquered people their language. And so their language then spread and grew and developed and became what it is and dialects were developed and blah, 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 blah. Of course, there's pockets of Canada and pockets of Africa that speak French, but it's nothing like French. Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's like going to to the deepest cajun place in louisiana and trying to speak minnesotan english to someone you're like wait what yeah. <laughs> and they're just like and you're like yeah you're terrifying bye bye so yeah it's Anyway, but it, I I definitely thought that this was way more isolated than it was, and it's definitely not, which makes me feel a little bit better, like, just as an educator, because I didn't, I don't feel quite as helpless as I did before, but at the same time, it's very, very troubling, because yeah. literally I had ninth graders that could barely even write a sentence, and I was like, this is a texting world. How do you talk to your friends? That's a different topic, though, too. That's true. Mm-hmm. That. Um, this is a little bit of a long article, but I'm going to just kind of try and hit the high points and I figured we can kind of discuss as we go. So you ready for some facts? Yeah. Stats. Stats. Woo. 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 Okay. So I don't think we need to like define what literacy is. So, uh, (laughs) if you don't know what literacy is, uh, go read. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Wait, isn't that redundant? Exactly. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. You don't know what literacy is. Why are you listening to this podcast? Um, (laughs) So, um, this is an article, it's called The Crisis Point, The State of Literacy in America, um, and it was written by the Room 241 team at the University Hmm. of Portland. Go team. Uh, Yeah, go team. (laughs) And it was published in 2018. I don't feel like a lot's changed in the last year, so whatever. Okay, so. Especially not with the. Not with literacy, no. no. If anything, it's gotten worse, (laughs) so yeah. Well, we've got a a person over the. the governmental board of education that wasn't educated well we have a president who wasn't educated (laughs) well well well, i mean like yes but like he can't even speak i know i know (laughs) that's horrible it's gonna be unbelievable (laughs) you're not even gonna be able to believe it it's gonna be huge it's gonna be huge (laughs) (laughs) there are other adjectives out there fake news sad Witch hunt. That in and of itself is horrible. But to have someone on the Board of Education as the head of the Board of Education that wasn't educated in public schools, that I don't even think has a college degree. That doesn't have any idea what it takes to be a teacher either. Yeah, no. Why do you think I'm not a teacher anymore? Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think they're having problems with that? Why do you think it's so bad? It's really bad, you guys. We have to really, like, just, this is my little PSA here at the top pay attention to what they're talking about when they say they're putting money into education mm-hmm. or taking it away or taking it yeah. away anything to do with education you have to pay attention and you have to look at it from an educator's perspective because a lot of it sounds great on paper and doesn't fucking work 
Mm-hmm. In practicality. It's just the way it goes. I mean, it's like that with a lot of things, but definitely as far as education, I mean, that's the future of our world. So make sure you pay attention. Okay, ready to be scared? Yep. More than 30 million adults in the United States cannot read, write, or do basic math above a third grade level. And I have met a lot of them in retail, which is surprising. Yeah. Yeah. There was a guy that used to come in and he would just point at pictures of movies because he couldn't (gasps) even tell you what the name of the movie was. Oh, but he knew those numbers. Uh Uh-huh. He knew them numbers. Wow. <laughs> he was also a huge asshole, so there's that <laughs> at the same time. Like, I mean, we can make fun of him. I don't give a shit. He wasn't a good person. <laughs> All right. Ready? Mm-hmm. Ready for number two? Mm-hmm. All right. Children whose parents have low literacy levels have a 72% chance of being at the lowest reading levels themselves. That's Awful. These children are more likely to get poor grades, display behavioral problems, have high absentee rates, repeat school years, or drop out. That is from the National Bureau of Economic Research. Wow. I've seen that in action. It's really, really sad. Um, I mean, you know how how um, that town is. Yes. I don't want to say the name of it. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, it's a, yeah. I, it's you, small. That's, that's why. Yeah. That's where it's where her uh, her sister-in-law and her brother live. And it's. Well, I'll, are they home? Are they going to homeschool their kids? I'll anecdote that because my sister-in-law was homeschooled. Yeah, her, they were all homeschooled. Her so they're parents made different. that decision because the public school there was so bad. Her mm-hmm. actually, she they tried to go to public school when they got to high school, and they were so bullied. Yeah, it's that really they bad. They decided that it was better, and you know, I mean, you know what? It's actually the <clears throat> bullying situation is better now. Yes, I will say that. Slightly, I would say. Yeah, uh, but from, from from what I saw, at least it, it's it's better now. Yeah. But but and then in doing that, in in having her homeschooling, um, I mean, she she's a bright girl. She mm-hmm. her mom is a very smart woman. And oh yeah, she is now also teaching to. Well, she was teaching too, and um, now they have decided that they're both her mother and my sister in laws kids are all mm-hmm. going to a private catholic school which is a stretch for them to afford yeah i was gonna say but that school they lo- i mean those kids love school they love to go to school their teachers love That's teaching amazing. them Aww. and it's the right you know it's the right decision for them and oh I for mean, sure they are so and on at, top of it it's, at, it's at that point every penny you'll you'll make it work yeah. yeah and if you're gonna go into debt for anything it needs to it be needs education. to be your kids yeah. education for yeah. sure that's yeah. where you don't want to skimp you don't want to get the mm-hmm. discount yeah. um and we say like especially in that area yeah because it's just well and, and everything's been in crisis for so long yeah education wise and they're in that age range that that Carrie was talking about, yeah. where it, it, they are sponges right now. They, they love are. it because they're having fun with it, too. Mm-hmm. So, and we joke around the middle child. We say she's like evil genius smart. <laughs> so, we're like, we want her to like really love school because yes. she's going to be the one that, you know, we're going to have fun with her when she's, she's going to cure cancer. Yeah, she's and yeah. Be a doctor or a lawyer or yeah. lady president. An activist yeah. of some kind. <laughs> Maybe she'll have her own podcast. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> she'll definitely do way better than we are. <laughs> uh, yeah. but, the future, uh, you know. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. No, yeah. They're, they're bright people. They're really, really bright. And it's really sad because, like, there was such a gap in that area when I was teaching. Yeah. Like, my honors kids were just 
miles ahead of my just regular English English classes. And um, I mean, that's not to say that I didn't have a few bright spots where I was like, mm, you need to take honors next year, mm-hmm. you know, because I mean, and the way I taught and things like that was I, I really tried to make sure I instilled confidence in my kids. And like, especially when we did poetry and all of that stuff, it was, like you were just talking about how, that girl that's always like, what's it about? What's it about? And I'm like, it's fucking poetry. It's whatever you think it's about. Yeah. Literally. That's the point. It's a poem. It's music. (laughs) You hear a song, you think it's about such and such. The artist wrote it about a fucking sandwich. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) But (laughs) but you think it's about such a blah, 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 and metaphysical space and time and like love and healing and fine. That's great for you. Yeah. You get that out of it and you're still right. That's the beauty of English is there's not a right answer. Yes. It's interpretation. And so I really tried to instill that confidence in them, which then got them excited and got them excited to read. Mm-hmm. I read dramatically to them a lot so that they could hear the melody of language and really absorb that and really get excited about it. Because, of course, they were sitting there just like, oh, what is uh, And, of course, you know, they're sitting there and they're like, to truly understand the... And I'm like, oh, my God, are you a fucking robot? Did you not have to read out loud when you were in second grade? But that's the we other had a thing whole with the bullying, unit. too. I know. I mean, they, even if they're trying, they're getting knocked down. It's sad. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's really so it's, sad. It's a cycle. We had a when, whole unit on reading out loud when I was younger. Like, when I was in elementary school. It was like, too. this is the art of storytelling this is how you read out loud because like, my teachers were all amazing out loud readers and it was like story time yay you know what i mean and they would sit and they'd read so dramatically and then show the pictures and like there was a whole unit where we had to like learn how to do that and i was always really excited to read out loud and i tell you what i got some of the best education i've ever had in public schools oh um, me I, too I, I went to public school yeah. i got a great education yep. i went to a good i lived in i happened to be born and live in a good county mm-hmm. you know i, I grew was, up in new england oh uh, you know, <laughs> yeah someone's super lie. bougie <laughs> over here <laughs> I new was, jersey <laughs> vermont, vermont. Oh, i'm wow. so sorry so i mixed to- it up i'm to- so sorry oh, i won't tar you with new jersey bullet. i'm oh. sorry <laughs> i won't t- <laughs> I won't tar you with New Jersey. <laughs> Vermont. Vermont. We loved Vermont. All of your scarves and snow and shit. <laughs> Which I promptly ditched as soon as I could. <laughs> Give me that warm weather. <laughs> what were you uh, saying, Kay? I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. I was fortunate enough to be able to experience life in public school and in private school. Yeah, you've school. had both. And, like, I went from public school to private school because I was being bullied and I had no friends. And then I went to private school and it got worse. Yeah. But when I was in private school, like I was knocked down by teachers because I was there on scholarships Mm -hmm. and they did not think I could make anything of myself because I was in a single parent home and they're like, again, I'm there on scholarships. And like, I, I was failing English when I was in those schools because they didn't want to help me. They didn't want to teach me. They just were like, you do it by yourself. I had one teacher at this one particular school that um, helped me because um, I could not figure out geography to save my life. And she sat me at her desk with her for hours so that I could learn. Yeah. And um, then I, I went on to middle school at another private school. We had the same books for each class every year. Ugh. And oh. then I and then Ugh. I got to high school. That makes me want to vomit. Yeah. yeah. 
and then I got to high school and it was so much better and like I'm an English major now like I oh yeah I, I excelled if my like, if my senior <laughs> English teacher could see me now because yeah. <laughs> she was like I don't think you would like AP English oh my god <gasps> rude Okay, so let me rude. paint a picture of how I was in high school, though. <laughs> I don't like being told what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Particularly when it comes to what I want to read or don't want to read. I don't want to read The Great Gatsby because you told me I had to. <laughs> you see what I'm going with this? Defiant. It mm-hmm. is defiant. Yes. <laughs> so I still have never finished it. It's oh, so good. To this day, I also have a processing disorder. I won't say disorder. you need to, but. No, I know. I do. I need to. It's very small. I should be able to read it. I read Lord of the Flies, and then my teacher was a weirdo and, like, ruined it. So, you know, I love that book still. Like, don't get me wrong. And it was definitely one that I taught to my kids because I was like, this book is amazing. And we, like, broke it down into psychology and all that stuff and made masks. And it was super fun. But, like. There, there was so much that I just hated <laughs> as far as like, because I'm such a reader. I'm a huge bookworm. And so I was just like, I don't want to read your stupid, weird book about bean trees, like, <laughs> or whatever that other one is. Oh, that one that's set in Africa. That's actually really the good. Lottery. Oh, no. That I love oh, that. The lottery that was good. Great. Shirley Jackson is a genius. Yes. <laughs> if I read you want to creative writing. If you want to dip your toe into horror that has an incredible storyline, The Haunting of Hill House is one of the most brilliant shows on the entire internet. I'll add yes. it to my Goodreads, which is a promise, but it's a not, book well, as well it's not a that promise, she wrote. It's a... it's a book as well. The book is nothing like the show. Okay. Apparently. It's the the characters have the same names, but I think it's it's still very different. But I made it through it and I didn't think I could. Yeah. It's insanely... I, I will tell it's, you... It's very creepy. And I watched a lot of it like <laughs> like with my hands over my eyes. But just... I will tell you know. what I think ruined horror for me. Yeah. It's just a sign. Um, I, in ninth grade, mm-hmm. um, we were told to pick a literary book out of oh, like God. a whole list. Did you read right? something terrible? Carrie. Oh, Stephen yeah. Stephen King. Don't Stephen read Stephen King, King. Whatever. I get picked on. I thought it was Stephen King for a really long time. <laughs> <laughs> my book club... I- Tore me up oh, no. for that oh, one, <laughs> but whatever. I'm just saying you're the I one with the blog, it. though. Yeah, so, you like, have a you, blog. You, you made it. it. Yeah. Well, they're all they're all like there are a lot of librarians in that group. So it's a oh, hard, damn. it's a tough group. Yeah, it's a, great, a tough crowd. There's so many book selections all the time. Like my Goodreads goes bonkers That's after amazing. a meeting, but they. That book was terrifying. I was not ready for that in ninth grade. I was barely, I literally asked the teacher, can I please read Twilight? (laughs) 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 You can't, that's not literary. And I was like, it's not literary. It's a book. Well, and that's what I said. I was like, I'm reading something. That's bullshit. And I want to read it. But no, I had to read Carrie. And then like once I started it, like I had, she was like, you have to finish it. And I was like, it's scary. I don't want to. What the hell? And I was kind made of to read it. So. school did you go to? Jesus. It was good. It was, it was a good tough. school, I but jeez. I was just saying, so went from that, did go to AP English. AP English was great. I really did like my teacher. Tess of the Dubervilles. Terrible. 
That'll yeah. ruin you forever. <laughs> Don't read that book. It's uh, awful. That sucks because yeah. I actually really want to read it. No, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> like, read 1984. I, I will. You'll love it. I yes. will. 1984 is great. Yeah, I, I say, Every to. time I say something like that too, by the way, I don't mean it. I mean, read whatever you want to read because reading is good. Yes. But no matter what when, it is, especially like, 1984 because it's a tough read and it's valuable. It's very You don't ever have to read it again. Yes. It also doesn't have a happy ending, just to head that no. off. So those of you who don't need one like me, like, you will absolutely love it. It's uh, it's an unbelievable book. Honestly, a lot of those, like, classic books are not happy They're books. not happy books. <laughs> so. Have you all read Anthem by Anne Rand? Mm-mm. No. Oh, my <laughs> God. God it's short. Good reads again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pull out your phone and I didn't remember stuff. It's, um, it's short. Uh, we You've had to told borrow... me about that one before. Yes. We had to... We each had to, like, borrow a copy from my English teacher to read. I loved it so much that I went and bought my own copy. And I I don't normally I do that. Yeah. We've I definitely will... had this conversation yeah. before. Say the author again. Anne Rand. Anne Rand. That name sounds familiar, too. She She's written a lot of weird stuff, but this was my absolute favorite Sweet. book ever. Uh, like, aside from The Great Gatsby, this was top-notch. I mean, it was... It's literally, it's about this guy who they're living in a dystopian society. Oh my god, I'm sold. I love dystopian. I'm sold. (laughs) And we're done. (laughs) We're both like, 1984 is amazing. Dystopian society. Yes! Isn't Um, it short? Yeah, it's very short. It's very short. That's right. And it starts out like this guy, he, um, they're all like given certain jobs and he wants to be an engineer because like their big thing is candles that's how they see but he wants to introduce electricity and oh my god and he like he he makes electricity (laughs) amanda's eyes are like wait a minute what what? and it's told in first person but the first person is we throughout the whole thing until like the end of it because they're they're all a collective (laughs) And they're like, we, he, he says, we did, we did. And then he finally learns the word I from reading. <gasps> and like, he's like, I it's did like this. It's like Fahrenheit 451. It's oh my so God. wonderful. <laughs> Fucking love that. I need I'm to read that. I'm finding it right now. I'm finding it on Audible because I don't have time to sit down and read. But I do love Audible because I feel like I'm, I'm reading while I'm doing everything else in my life, which isn't great for my, you know, processing disorder, but also, like, you know. I've, I've, I've given up Fahrenheit 451. I'm just, I'm just going to have you guys, like, write them into here later. Okay. It won't, it won't do. So, <laughs> whatever <laughs> it is. Technical Does she spell problem. her name A-Y-N? Yes. <gasps> That's so cool. It's wonder. I'm going to cry just talking about it. I love <laughs> oh, it so cry. much. We don't, it's so early in the episode yeah. for crying. Okay. <laughs> it's so good. We're not Are you ready for, for another? <laughs> Animal Farm was another one that I loved oh, yes. when I read it as a freshman. That's like, on my wannery. I taught freshman English, you guys. Like, I built an incredibly awesome, awesome like, book thing. I, I mean, we did Edgar Allan Poe. He we inspired did, me to write. Yes. Yeah. We did Edgar Allan Poe, and we read To Kill a Mockingbird. That and, was good. Oh, oh, and Lord of the Flies. And then we did the diver- the first Divergent book and did a whole, like, thing with that and about truth and about bravery and, like, oh, my God, so many things. And then we did a whole poetry unit, and we brought in Robert Frost and, like, you know, just, like, oh, <laughs> man. Vermonter, and by the Shakespeare. Way, just saying. <laughs> and, like, I mean, we – I oh, we had so much fun in my yeah. classroom, you guys. I'm so – I like, I miss it so much. But, again – fucking vote 
you have to pay attention to what they're doing because I had 40 minutes a day. Yeah. And a lot of these amazing plans that I've just described were lost to the wind because 40 minutes a day does not a unit complete. And that's 40 Mm -hmm. minutes a day if you have everybody's attention. If everyone's paying attention (laughs) and nobody decides to throw a desk at your ceiling. Oh, my God. That happened. Uh, the next day he was back in my classroom. That was great. Same. Or if they decide to, if they don't decide to argue with you and tell you that you lost their paper that they never fucking turned in. <laughs> so there's a whole thing. But anyway, you ready for number, what are we on? Three? Four? Three? <laughs> three? <laughs> yeah. Number three. We're going to have to cut this real short. Uh, so Sorry. number three. Yeah. <laughs> 75%. That's a lot. 75% of state prison inmates did not complete high school or can be classified as low literate. Oh. Of course. That's from the RAND report evaluating the effectiveness of correctional education. Mm. But of course, because yeah. it's really why sad. Why spend time? And it perpetuates. I mean, yeah. it's a cycle. It, it, it goes right in, lo- right in line with the previous stat that I said. I mm-hmm. mean, it's just, it's a cycle that perpetuates itself. Kids whose parents have low literacy... Generally, and that's not always the case. Let me say that. It's not always the case that they don't value education. It's sometimes a lack of opportunity, which means that then you push your kids to be better than you. Exactly. I'm acknowledging that that exists. But generally speaking, parents who have low literacy, generally they're from a family that didn't really value education. And so your kid goes to school and then they don't do well. So you pull them out to quote unquote homeschool them. And then you, that doesn't work. Right. Because you're not home because you're working midnight, you know, night graveyard shifts at the diner or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then, which is a terrible stereotype. But you know (laughs) what I'm saying? And they just decide that they're going to stay, they think that homeschooling is them staying home to play video games. And so they don't do anything. So you put them back in. Then you pull them back out. And then you put them back in. And then you pull them back out. And And so it looks like, and then the dropout rate of the school goes up. Mm -hmm. Which means they get less funding. Right. (sighs) Which means, (laughs) yeah. That's where I was. That's what was happening. And then your kid never learns anything. Because it's in and out and in and out and in and out and in and out. And there's nothing to fall back on. Right. It's really, really sad. And then they have to play the game of catch up too. Yes. Yeah. If they even try. Yes. And then they go and they work at a minimum wage job and they can't support themselves on that. So then they turn to crime. Mm-hmm. And it's yep. really, really sad. Um, and that's not to say that that always happens. Sometimes you pick up three jobs. Which is also not no way to live. You know? And no. um, I mean, not to say... Find find some way to to learn to teach yourself. Go to a trade school. Like college isn't for everyone, and I get that. We need plumbers. We need electricians. We need all of that stuff. So mm-hmm. like, but that's do your thing. You, but you learn from a trade, but you still but have you to be still able to have read. to learn how to read. You have to know how to, read, have to, know how to read. You have to know math. You yeah. have to know how to measure something. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to figure out, okay, so if it's this long here, then how long does it need to be to connect from here to here? Like, that's higher than a third grade math level. You know what I'm saying? So it's just really sad. So we we have to figure, books are important. Mm -hmm. No matter what you're reading, read something. Be it a magazine, a comic book, a novel, anything. Find your niche because there's a genre for everybody. (gasps) Yes. Sorry, I'm even, very passionate. <laughs> yeah, even if it's like a like uh, we had a discussion not that long ago in our book club about mm-hmm. graphic novels because yes. they're coming yes. very popular. They're and, beautiful and wonderful. You know, people are wondering, is it enough? 
to be just a graphic novel it's because not... there's not as much wording in a graphic novel. True. But they're still picking up that book. Yes. They're making them want to learn more about whatever that world is that they're reading. Yes. So... And some of those graphic novels are more detailed than a fucking, than fucking Dracula. Yeah. yeah. They're I mean... incredible. Like, fu- read Watchmen. Or The Walking Dead. Pick mm-hmm. up that fucking compendium and tell me that it's not <laughs> more beautifully poetic. Than, uh, because, yeah, you're seeing a picture to, de- to to depict the emotion instead of a paragraph. Mm-hmm. But that picture is so powerful. It's like, powerful. I've read the Twilight graphic novels recently. Yeah. Oh, my God. So much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, They're and just... it's great for the different types of learners out there, too. Yeah. I Absolutely. mean, you've got people that can read and just soak it up. Yes. You've got people who are visual learners, and, mm-hmm. I mean, that's how they're going to remember. Yeah. Right I mean, here. I, yeah, Hi. I'm a I visual learner. Directions. <laughs> me, pictures. too. People always, like, trash on Ikea because they're mostly just pictures. No, I love it. I love Ikea. I've never had an issue. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's a little thing. I love Ikea directions. It's like Legos for adults. Yes. It's the best thing. It's, That's awesome. You get to go to the beautiful store and pick out all your shit, and then you get home and you get to put it all together. And there are supposed to be spare parts. Yes. <laughs> the fun can continues yeah it's so Aww. much fun <laughs> literally i'm serious anyway so okay let's keep going last thing and then we're gonna we're gonna move on okay to let me see how long we've been recording fuck okay yeah we're gonna do this last uh, little fact and then i'm done uh, <laughs> and that was planned uh oh well not totally i'm a, i've got one last little thing of like what we can do to fix it which we've been talking about a lot but we need I to still do like that to, too yeah, yeah it'll it's be important fine. yeah uh, so, so, okay, so last one, last little fact, and then I'm going to move on to something else. So, uh, so low literacy is said to be connected to over $230 billion a year in healthcare costs because almost half of Americans cannot read well enough to comprehend health information incurring higher costs. Oh, no. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah. there's far-reaching consequences to this. Oh, yikes. That's so much money. I mean, I get it, though. Yeah. Mm. I mean, when you tell people, read the instructions, read the directions, and if they, they can't, or they don't. Yeah. I mean, just from working in retail, mm-hmm. we know that people don't read. Mm-hmm. Like sit- my cash only sign on the door today. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, where are the dollar movies? Yeah. With, with that sign? The sign everything the on the floor that says a dollar. <laughs> or two for literally everything on the floor that's not on the wall is a dollar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For real. Like, I mean, and I'm going to say it too. I'm guilty of it. I get yeah. my phone. I don't read that fucking manual. <laughs> I just figure it out as I go. And yeah. then people are like, oh, you've got this thing and you can just do that. And I'm like, oh, what the felk? What the what fuck the did felk? you just say, felk? Yeah, I just said <laughs> I it. That. What, yeah. the felk? what the felk? Yeah. I've got That's our eight. new thing. I'm drunk. This is empty. <laughs> yeah. And this is number two. So, you know. Uh, and we had two shots before this. Mm-hmm. So, whatever. Because I had to try a rattlesnake. Yes, the rattlesnake shots <laughs> yeah. are incredible. So and Josh took one with us, which I was know. cool. I loved that. <laughs> Sweet. Okay, so let's talk about this. There's a whole section on the, in this article called Literacy as a Social Justice Issue. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it says, think about it. When someone cannot read, they are excluded from ma- many of the things that allow us to be fully functional citizens with choices. 
those who are illiterate can lack access to information, are excluded from making choices about their rights or government through voting, and have fewer opportunities for employment. Which is really sad. Yeah. Um, illiteracy keeps people trapped in a cycle of poverty and subjugation, limiting life choices and making it difficult to achieve social mobility. Literacy is truly power. It's power over one's own life, which is true. I mean, people who fucking watch Downton. Yeah. Are you kidding me? We really need to go see that movie. We do saying. need to see it. I know. <laughs> it comes out, out on this DVD month. this month. Oh, good. Okay. Well, then we don't so we'll, even have we'll to schedule. It. <laughs> no, we'll watch it and then we'll just talk about yes. it. It'll be yeah. amazing. Yeah. I'm really sad that I can see it in the theater. I wanted to go support that choice. I know. But I just, it didn't happen. It just didn't happen. But I mean, when you watch Downton, you see how the servants from season one to season six. Yes. Is the last season? Six. Yeah. From to season six. Like you see how that. The lack of education at the beginning then evolves into, like, once, uh, what's her, Daisy, like, when she decides that she's going to go back to school and she's going to learn how to read, she's going to learn how to do her math and stuff like that, and then she's like, I feel like I've been walking around, like, half asleep for my oh. whole life, and now I'm awake. I loved Daisy. I know. She's so great. She's so and her cute. her little accent. Yeah. <laughs> She's so dumb in so many <laughs> yeah. ways about, like, boys and stuff. But, like, yeah. at the same time, she's just, you're just, she's like, I feel like I've been asleep for my whole life. And now I'm awake and I'm angry that I didn't know that there were all these opportunities and all of these things to know about. And she's talking about the government, being excited about so-and-so, being in power. And, like, oh, they're not even going to get to do anything about it. You know what I mean? She's yeah. just... You see her go from this person who's just like, oh, my God, like, I'm just going to try to be a cook someday. And then, like, how the world changes. And then she 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 sees so much more that she's been missing out on and so many things that she should have been paying attention to and that she wasn't. And that's giving me chills. Like, yeah, that makes real. me want to you watch it. You have got to like, watch the show. Oh I will. Gosh, I'll yes. I'll For binge the past through it. Three years. I know. I have been trying to get you to watch it. It is mm. amazing. I'll binge through it. It's not just a soapy period drama. Like yeah. there are so many things. You're on the sidelines of history, and it's insane. But anyway, okay. So, uh, so while while today's American schools are compulsory and free to attend, and we now have things like television and the internet, reading still remains a critical pathway to freedom. Yeah. It's very, very, very important. Still. Every day. Like, I have a good office job. Every day, it's email. I'm reading people's email. If you're not reading people's email to, like, take orders and stuff, I'm sure you have to send one to mm -hmm. your coworkers. <clears throat> I read emails from my customers, and I'm like, how are you functioning in the world? Oh, my God. I get emails from teachers sometimes, and there's no punctuation. Nothing is clear. No one stepped back because and said, okay, wait like a sec. Well, yeah. You can do it on your phone. Yeah. yeah. People think like people think that I know what they're talking about without them talking to me. And that's just fucking crazy. Like they literally like there, no one is sitting there re like typing this out and then stepping back, proofreading it and saying, okay, so if I didn't know anything about what I was talking about, would I understand what I'm wanting? No one's doing that. Yeah. It's just like, hey, the blah, 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 hey, and then, like, maybe have, like, a shoe and a wing and, I don't know, maybe this other thing, like, a chess piece strangling somebody and, blah, you know, <laughs> and you're like, what? What happened? 
What are you talking about? What exactly was that? <laughs> I just made that up. But that I, that was that was too kind of to see it. That was two different. That was two different designs. That I work at a place that I work at a, for a company that prints T-shirts for people. Okay. So I have to pull together art requests for them a lot of the time, and sometimes it's like, wait, what? Our logo should be a chess piece strangling someone. That's a real <laughs> I thing. Love it. That's a real thing. That happened. It was for a chess club. I wow. love it. The the queen should be strangling a rook or something like that. And he like included a picture and I was like, This is the dumbest fucking shirt <laughs> I've ever seen in my but life. Also I love it. I kind of so I was gonna say I kind of love it. I'm kind of having <laughs> images of like the Harry Potter chess pieces. It's not though. It's just it like, was not oh. nearly that cool. It was super oh. cartoony and stupid. <laughs> It was really dumb, and I was just like, no one's going to wear these shirts, dude. Uh, whatever. It's a whole thing. It's a whole issue. Everyone read your whole email. Read I the whole text message. Read the thing. Be clear. We had a survey go out, and it was like, on a scale of one to five, rate these things. And <laughs> this one woman returned it with, like, there's a little line to write the one or the five or whatever. Mm. And she wrote, like, yes. Or like, okay. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like you, oh, no. you literally had to write one through five, and you wrote work. You did more work. <laughs> Read the email. Oh. All you had to do was pick a number. All god you had it. to do was pick a number, honey. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the achievement gap. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in the United States, literacy rates vary greatly between racial and socio. So yeah, it's fine. I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, the Olympics will be in Tokyo next year, in case anyone's wondering. Can we go to Tokyo first? Yeah. No. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> yep. They throw ragers. <laughs> shots. 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 shots Should we do shots? <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go there. Years. Two beers. So let's do shots. Let's do shots. This is what happens when we do shots, Amanda. Yeah. <laughs> My track record was shots, man. <laughs> okay, so it's, uh, we yeah. should get a shirt that says "Shots in Tokyo." Yes. <laughs> merch. <laughs> merch. 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 Yes. Uh, all right. So literally. <laughs> Literacy rates vary greatly between racial and socio-economic groups. Jeez. Um, Even today, minorities are still oppressed by lower literacy levels. Literacy continues to be a mechanism of social social control and oppression. (laughs) On the most recent National Assessment of Educational Progress 12th grade reading level assessment back from 2015, 46% of white students scored at or above proficient. Just 17% of black students and 25% of Latino students scored proficient. Oh. Which is really upsetting. Yeah. Um, Females, of course, scored higher than males. We've all been just sitting in rooms and reading for generations and hundreds of thousands of (laughs) years because we haven't been able to fucking have jobs. Yes. And also, like, we weren't allowed to read for, like, a really fucking long time either. So, like, you know, what? We need to do an we episode get- on the collective unconscious. That's yeah. true. Write that down. Yeah. Put that in the uh, Google Doc. Yeah. Okay. 
we just had a conversation about that the other day fuck i just hit my mic okay so uh okay so in mckinsey and companies the economic impact of the achievement gap in america's schools it's a really fucking long title uh quote black and latino students are roughly two to three years of learning behind white students of the same age unquote i want to know why that fucking is why is that it's gotta be a privilege thing it's gotta be it's gotta be but like but we're all going to the same schools now so it's like yeah why why is that still it's fucking 2019 well you guys like what what is that about just in my own experience yeah i have some teachers that focus on certain children because they think that those certain children will succeed and the others will not well that's fair yeah and i i I, I don't have that in my soul but I, i yeah i i've seen it happen too which really sucks it it happened to me i mean yeah. i i remember From it happening so because you were in a different socioeconomic group than the rest of the people yeah, yeah. and it even sucked. as a white person yeah. like yeah it sucked and i could tell when i was like 10 yeah and it was it was like why because are... you're old beyond your years and you just know yeah you just know old soul she yeah. really is yeah mm-hmm. I forget how young she is a lot of the time. <laughs> Until she says, hey, have you seen this meme? And then I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. And it's the end of the world one. Right? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, back, in, back when it came out. Yeah, I saw that one when it was a YouTube video, when it was a video that was before YouTube. <laughs> On albinoblacksheep.com. <laughs> before YouTube existed. Yeah because i'm that fucking old okay so uh lost my place hang on just a sec uh okay so mckinsey's research showed that the achievement gap can lead to quote heavy and often tragic consequences via lower earnings poor health and higher rates of incarceration unquote uh this achievement gap becomes an opportunity gap which is really, really sad. Mm -hmm. Um, An economic gap and a racial gap, which gets passed on generation to generation unless it's disrupted, which is what we have to do. We have to fucking disrupt. Yeah. Because it's just just insane. Like, we're at the same fucking schools now. Everything's integrated. There's no point. Why would that be? Exactly. It's, again, it's just... We need we need more educators from each of those from all the racial groups. We need Mm -hmm. everyone to be educators. We need everyone to be treating everyone equally because Mm -hmm. nothing will happen. No progress gets made until people get out of their fucking heads. Same with equal distribution of funds. Yes. To lower. Yes. Funded places. Yes. Lower funded schools. Exactly. It needs to be. I mean, it's insane. Like I go to my mom's school and she's got a fucking Apple TV and then like. I was at my school and it was like I was lucky to get a fucking textbook. Yeah. Or a workbook even mm-hmm. with commas for my kids, you know? Like what? Yeah. I it, think another part of the problem is like the deal with like free and reduced lunches now because like there are so many kids that are like quote unquote getting in trouble because their lunch bill is not paid up for whatever reason Mm -hmm. doesn't matter what the reason is it's not paid up and like some kids will have to go without lunch because they will not let them bill it to their account 
and that kid is now hungry and cannot focus on the work that they need to do because they're mm-hmm. hungry and that's all they can focus on because they are a child yeah. and they need food to make their brain run so that they can also be successful. That keep, is another problem. I used to keep Nutri-Grain bars in my classroom for that mm-hmm. very reason. Um, yeah. I used to, I mean, of course, I had to put up the disclaimer, like, you can't just, like, be a fatty and like <laughs> want Help my yourself. like just like want my food but like mm-hmm. if you're genuinely hungry because you like couldn't eat lunch or like you don't have anything to eat like yeah. i won't tell anyone and you can come ask me and i'll give you something to eat you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like i had i had lots of kids that took me up on that one or you know i mean i also had a poor this wonderful student who was amazing and rose above her stir- circumstances and like circumstances and her um like her fa- like both of her parents were raging alcoholics who just like vomited on themselves all the time Ooh. and shit and she never wanted to be home but she was an incredible actress an incredible stage manager sharp as a tack brilliant and like was in my regular class And I was like, you need to be in honors. You are so smart. You're incredible. And like, we still keep in touch now. She's about to be, she's like, she tried to apply to be in the FBI lately. Like, she's a fucking badass. Mm -hmm. So there's also that, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Where people can rise above their circumstances. So like, I mean, I hope some teenagers listen to this. I hope that you also don't because like... We, we talk about some stuff. We talk yeah. about things. <laughs> we told our real. first time <laughs> yeah. last week. We, t- like. we talk about a lot of things. and uh, But also, like, if you are, you know, you don't have to be that person. You're not, what is it that they say on Downton? Like, getting above yourself or yeah. anything like that. Like, this above is fucking America. Station. Yeah, like, <laughs> this is America. Like, we can all get there. We have rocket scientists of all nationalities all races all ethnicities all sexual orientations everything you know anyone can get there if you're sharp enough so just give yourself the opportunity and and books are not especially if you're in school there's a library you can check out all those books for free whatever your niche is go read that murder mystery go read that romance novel go read that graphic novel go read the nonfiction section for fuck's sake like i've just now developed an incredible appetite for nonfiction. Mm-hmm. you know as an adult i never was into that as a, as a as a child and do not let anyone tell you that the stuff that you like to read is not something that's valuable no yes because as long as you're fucking reading you're reading Yep. I mean, like, don't read Mein Kampf. Yeah. Like, that's not valuable. Mein but, like, you no, know. No, not that. Not like the Communist Manifesto. <laughs> yeah, like, right. some exceptions. Yeah, like, 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 let's not do that. But also, yeah. you know, like. But, like, if people, are t- <laughs> if people are telling you that you shouldn't be reading romance novels, yeah. fuck them. Exactly. Give them the finger and continue reading. And you yes. read it. Yeah. Yes. And that's, oh, that is such a big topic, too. Like, book shaming book shaming is not Mm -hmm. cool guys it's really not as long as somebody's reading just let them be just let them read Mm -hmm. yep yep i love it when a book consumes me it's like there's the biggest rush (laughs) there's nothing scarier though than like like i constantly listen to books in the car Mm -hmm. when you don't remember your commute because you're so into a book (laughs) that's 
dangerous. So don't do that, guys. But yes, I love it when a book takes me away. Like yeah, I love when it I when just, I'm like, I I need to sit in the car in the driveway and at least just get keep to a stopping point. Finishing, yeah, yeah, keep going. I, that's why I have a radio in my shower. I have a Bluetooth radio in yep. my shower now because Same. I can't stop. I'm just like, nope, we're gonna keep going. Yeah. Like the last one that I read that truly consumed me was Ready Player One. Mm-hmm. I watched that movie. And I love the movie. Oh I God. I think because it's a, it's the same with Divergent. I love the Di- Divergent series, but there is so much more to it when you see it visually. And oh, uh, the same with the Hunger Games too. Mm-hmm. Like I I know that there are so much missing from the book that doesn't translate into the films. But there oh, was the so much there. So great. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. They were both fantastic. Mm-hmm. You should see, read, and see it though, because like the Hunger Games series, like incredible got mm-hmm. me through shit yeah. when i read it like the the concept of you don't have to fall in love with anyone yeah. and have kids was just like oh wait what like i'd just gone through a really bad breakup and i was just like oh well that's a perspective mm-hmm. you know and it, it, it it's you it, it's like something. you can just do something else yeah you can do something in the name of love that for that isn't for somebody that yeah. is a romantic interest. Like exactly. she did this all for her little sister. Yeah. Which is so commendable to me. It's it's insane. Mm-hmm. And that's like I that's why I really admire what Disney's doing with re redoing and revamping their their old classics mm-hmm. and especially like with Maleficent and stuff like that. It wasn't oh, you got kissed and woke up and now you love this person. It was her and the motherly it was maleficent's motherly love for aurora you know what i'm saying which i haven't seen the new one yet and i've heard that it's amazing and i really want to see it oh my god so so i'll bring it there's so much there there's so many lessons to learn i mean we read harry potter we learn about fame and and the superficial quality of it and how it's not real the shit that we read conspiracy yeah the the stuff that's covered up in the media and the stuff Human trafficking, you learn about abuse. You learn about, yeah, uh, familial abuse and Mm -hmm. and neglect. And you learn about how shit's just made up in the tabloids that makes no sense just to sell papers and to sell books even. And you learn about how, about the value of self-sacrifice, be that your life, be that anything. I mean, it doesn't have to be you dying for someone, of course, but just just the gift of self-sacrifice the gift of friendship mm-hmm. but you know there, there's so many lessons to be learned in this world that's of course full of magic and things like that but that's not the essence of why that series is popular that no. got that that got our whole generation reading yeah yes. you know what i'm saying that stuff that's about real stuff 1984 is the oldest fucking book mm-hmm. but i mean he predicted there's like technology predictions in there where he predicted flat screen TVs. Mm -hmm. He predicted dystopian. I mean, just anything. I I don't know. Like that's so much to unpack. Like you've read brave new world. Haven't you? I'll no, but I've heard that it's, it's very similar. It is good. Yes. Uh, I read that in high school instead of 1984, but yeah. Or well for life. I do need to read that. (laughs) You do. And animal farm. If you haven't. Oh, I've read that. Right. Yes. Um, George Orwell. Yeah, I had a author. teacher one time that, that I went fucking to. movie is terrible though. <laughs> <laughs> I had a teacher. It's good, but it's like there's like it's one of those like puppet animal movies, oh. and there's oh. like drool and yeah. Sorry, it grossed me out <laughs> like real bad. Um, I had a this teacher that I went to a bookstore with once, and um, there there was this huge 
um, set of like Donald Trump novels, and she just <laughs> took a, oh. she took a stack of nineteen eighty four and just put it in front of every one of them. <laughs> <laughs> awesome! <laughs> oh my god, I love it so much because yeah. everybody has to have a TV in their apartment, and it has to be on at all times oh. because it's also a camera. And oh. you never know when people are going to be watching you. Oh, and shit. Listening. And listening. Mm-hmm. And sex has been devolved into purely for reproductive purposes. And you get paired with someone. And that's who you have to reproduce with. Whether you connect with them or not. And he didn't... Con- he Like, they weren't able to reproduce him and whoever he was paired with. And so she just, like, left and went off wherever and got repaired or something like that. So he found a blind spot in his apartment and he's writing. And you're not allowed to write. Mm-hmm. He also works in a department where there's a really good book movie, by the way. It's super old and hard to find. But I, I, I have this quirky coworker that I work with who, who turned me on to it. It's by the same people that did Monty Python. So it's darkly humorous. Funny, yeah. It's called Brazil. Mm-hmm. It's very, very similar to that, that if you want to check that out. Mm-hmm. Um but it's it's futuristic and it's 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 really similar to that. And um, I think it was made in like the seventies or 80, early eighties. So it's that kind of weird, like futuristic. <laughs> if you if you get my drift, and it's really fun, kind of back to the futurish and kind of metallic. Yeah, lots of metallics, <laughs> lots of weird like pipes everywhere, yeah. and it's just it's really really fun. Lots of drawers yeah. and like <laughs> it's really really fun. But um, anyway, like he works in this department of the government where they erase people and erase things of course he finds someone and they end up falling in love and then same thing happens know, in anthem which is why he like really yeah, there, yeah there's this rebellion that happens and then he gets captured and it's just it's really good i it's, need to read it i've wanted to read it, it for years you have to read it yeah it is a hard read though. i might have to reread it this so, episode has been so good i've loved yeah this it's really <laughs> good it's coming. gonna be really long but whatever okay so i've got a couple more things okay. and then whoo so many. Okay. I've got just Power. a little bit more. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's talk a little bit more about the literacy crisis today. So uh, so comprehensive national literacy studies are not conducted annually, but the National Commission on Adult Literacy released its report in June 2008, naming several factors contributing to the nation's literacy crisis. So minority and immigrant groups are growing in population, mm-hmm. but remain low in educational achievement. I think that that's starting to get better. I think it's starting to get better. And I'll also say that English is really fucking hard to learn. Yes. Yes. We have a crazy, fucked up, mutated bastard of a language. (laughs) Which is really cool, but it's very hard to learn. It's really cool and it's really musical and really interesting and really easy to like experiment with. But it's really fucking hard to learn because we don't have a lot of rules that we really that we follow use. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we have a lot of rules but people don't use them yeah. so you know it, it, it makes it really really difficult so um the report and especially since i mean a lot of places they learn english at a young age but not everywhere just like no. how you know not everywhere even requires a foreign language right you know uh, so the report claims that one in three people in the U.S. drop out of high school and that one in four American families is low income with parents who lack education and skills to improve their economic status, which is really sad. Um, so this maintains the cycle of poverty, affecting 
at each new generation of children, which is really sad. Um, and the only way to change it is to fucking change it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, Just make things more available for everyone, like those everyone libraries. Everyone reads. Yeah. 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 Your library is the, yeah, that's huge. Um, in addition, one, read to your kids at night. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's, my mom read to me constantly, and it wasn't picture books. She yeah. read the Chronicles of Narnia to me. From as early as I can remember, she was reading the Chronicles of Narnia to me and growing my imagination, mm-hmm. you know? I have the Harry Potter picture books to read to my kids. Oh, me too. And I, they're starting to make Percy Jackson ones, by the way. Ooh. Got the first one. <laughs> All right. Oh, you do? Yeah, girl. I need the fourth one of Harry Potter and that. Yep. Got the Percy Jackson one. <laughs> I'm getting the fourth Harry Potter one for Christmas because I was with him when he bought it. Okay. Oh, just um, waiting for this set. <laughs> yeah. Um, in addition, one in every hundred adults is in prison in the United States. What? You're joking. That's huge. Oh, my God. No wonder our prisons are so fucking cool. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Which is another episode in and of itself. a whole other episode yeah. because, yeah. you know, like, release people on drug charges, please. Yes. Um, and more than half of those inmates have low literacy skills, which is really sad, especially considering, like, they have libraries in there. Like, mm-hmm. it, uh, and, and, and it's one of those things. Where, fuck. Hamlet's going crazy in there. Sorry. Uh, he's got zoomies. He's going nuts. Yeah, he's for real. Um, but, you know, it's also like, especially I don't want to like tar everyone the same way, but I feel like a lot of times in men's prisons, especially like it's all about like rec time and like pumping that iron. And, you know, it's not necessarily about going to the library and reading and, you know, and more more so in women's prisons. I feel like that that's more of a thing. But we, we just we've got to get that. That's the way that you fix it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, especially since, you know, some people, they grow up and then they stay in the same town that they were born in. You know, it still happens today. And the way that we travel and go outside, I mean, just watch Beauty and the Beast. Like, mm-hmm. that's how you experience other cultures. It's the easiest way to do that if you can't afford to travel there. You know, you, you read about it. You experience something from someone else's perspective. Yeah. And that grows your empathy. That grows your entire personality and your perspectives and your opinions and just it elevates you. Oh, slide down anecdote in there. Um, I just finished the kite runner. And <gasps> yes. I've oh heard my that's God. Amazing. Oh, I didn't take AP English because so apparently it was good. too much for me, but <laughs> like, I have it. I'll let you borrow it. Okay. It's I've heard it's amazing. Intense. Yeah. Uh, yes. It's very intense. Um, there is a very explicit rate. Lots of triggers. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of trigger triggers. warnings in that but, one. I mean that, that but it's story. amazing that people in my high school read that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, but that story took place while, I mean, all three of us lived w- through that story. That yeah. story was happening while we were doing whatever we were doing growing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that blew my mind. And as they're talking about the start of war on terrorism mm-hmm. over there, I mean, it gives you such a perspective. I mean, in, in, non-spoiler, the mm-hmm. main character ends up uh, moving to the U.S. basically to escape as a refugee, mm-hmm. um, and j- just what he had to go through in order to get out of Afghanistan. Oh, is for amazing sure, yeah, and terrifying. And he and his father, like his family, was super fucking rich. Yes, and then he comes to America, and they own a they gas can't, station. Yeah, yeah. They can't but do like, anything. no, and he, but they do that a lot on Big Bang Theory too, where like the janitor is a Russian 
who was an astrophysicist mm-hmm. or something in his country, but oh. now he's a janitor. But the like, you know, it's like the difference that got me was he was just as proud to be a gas station manager as he was being a merchant owner mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. Afghanistan. He was making money and supporting his family, and that's yep. all that matters. That's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was oh, that's incredible. Was such a good that book. gives me chills. Mm-hmm. I oh love that. Oh my god, I There's... have to bring you that book and Beautiful Creatures. <laughs> okay. Damn. Okay. <laughs> You're gonna have to do some reading There's... this winter. <laughs> yeah. There, I'm. That's my New Year's resolution. I want to mm-hmm. like physically read more because, me like too. I said, I have a processing disorder, so I read so much more slowly than everyone else, mm-hmm. which is why I had a really hard time in high school because they were like read three chapters tonight and I was like that's gonna take me three hours I have so much to do like ah." and my mom didn't believe me so she didn't give me an IEP you know what I'm saying but at the same time I'm kind of grateful because I couldn't use it as an excuse but you know I (sighs) there's a comedian that I love on your kite runner Mm mm-hmm thing there's there's a comedian that i love his name is kamal nanjiani he's in a lot of movies now mm-hmm. he's really really famous now actually uh but i listened to his very first stand-up and to hear him talking about growing up in pakistan and being able to draw a ninja turtle like so many things that you're just like oh so you just like had a normal childhood you just like sometimes the Sometimes the electricity went out and sometimes there was like a bomb that went off, but you were still like watching Ninja Turtles in your house. And like, you know, it's just crazy to think that like we all kind of have the same kind of experience as kids now. It's just in different areas nowadays because the world is so small. Like, it's weird to think that that's still like you're still just a kid that's excited to see a fucking cobra at a birthday party like you know what i mean like it's like i i I don't know that it blew my mind when i listened to his stand-up because i was just like oh you're just like a dude so normal you're so normal and he's like super offended that they didn't look up the language that they speak in karachi when they made call of duty like you know what they had to do was look it up all they had to do with google was pakistan language They were just like, Arabic, that's what they all speak over there. And he was like, mm, no, no, wrong, <laughs> no. And he was, he was, he talks about like how detailed it is. Like they sweat when they run and their shoelaces bounce and all this shit. And he's like, but they didn't Google what language we speak. <laughs> and he was like, and they dubbed, they dubbed our city. Karachi was the city of nightmares, which at least implied we had dreams. And like, <laughs> I love him so much. Just to hear him speak in his accent is hilarious, too. But he's amazing. He came up with a movie that he wrote called The Big Sick, if you heard about that. Yes, it's got Ray Romano in it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you love Ray Romano. I do. I grew up on Ray Romano comedy, which is why I am the way that I am. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, like, it's just, it's, it's, it's great to expose yourself to all the different Mm -hmm. everything so that you so that's the big equalizer is to figure out oh we're not so different right you know it's just that sometimes the power goes out where you are and then your porn gets stuck in the vcr because the power (laughs) went out and then your mom's coming home like you know what i mean it's just (laughs) it, it, it it's incredible it's incredible. And then we think of each other as human beings instead of people we need to build a wall to keep away. Yeah. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> anyway, uh, <laughs> not what we're talking about. So, all right. So let's talk about what we can do and then we'll take a break. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, so what we can do as educators, 
Literacy is an authentic and complex social justice issue as it determines many of the factors that contribute to a student's future quality of life. As teachers across the U.S. will tell you, especially those in low-income areas, Mm -hmm. students are coming to their classrooms each year reading well below grade level. Preach. There isn't one magic solution to our nation's literacy problem, mostly because its causes aren't singular. However, good work is being done in communities across the country that we can learn from. So, number one. There are schools that prioritize literacy instruction the way all the way through from K twelve K to twelve. Okay. Um, I said from K twelve to something. So from <laughs> kindergarten to twelfth grade. So not just in the lower grades, which is huge. Mm-hmm. That's why I really tried to make sure I got people excited about how cool it was. We read the cask of Amontillado, and I was like, he's going to wall him up in the building, you guys. Oh, that was so <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, this is fucked up. Let's read it. <laughs> and they were like, oh, my God. It was awesome. We did Shakespeare. I didn't skate over anything. I was like, he's talking about fucking someone, you guys. And they were like, oh, what? <laughs> People thought about sex in the 1500s? And I was like, that's all they fucking thought about because they weren't allowed, y'all. Like, let's be real. Um, (laughs) It was, you know, then they were excited about it. I was like, seriously, you guys, like, read it and tell me what you think it's about because usually it's about sex. It's poetry, (laughs) especially if it's Shakespeare. Yeah. What do you think he's talking about? I'm trying to get a book published of poetry that's a lot of it's about, like, sex. It's really good. from sexual trauma yeah. it's really good yeah. it's called moscato and mint oh <gasps> that's cute have a title and you like have a, a title yeah. i am so proud of you i'm Thank so jealous send me a galley just say it send me a oh god i wish i could have gotten a book together that would have been awesome I, I love writing poetry <laughs> i love writing poetry I um do okay so there are I don't know what this means. Uh, So there are quote-unquote two-generation programs that afford both children and their parents with education, job training, and community assistance. That sounds pretty cool. I don't know what those programs are, but Google two-generation programs, I guess. Second generation? I don't know. Is it a typo? I I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like... As a group, getting your parents involved in the. As a group, we tend to not name things well, so we'll just (laughs) say that for America. Um, uh, There are language acquisition, adult learning, and job training programs for immigrants and workers in need that help elevate literacy and work skills, and provide access to higher income and opportunities, which is huge. Um, And there are organizations and communities that work to provide books to schools and directly to families. So it's these holistic approaches that that address not only reading at the classroom level for students, but that acknowledge that the contributing factors to illiteracy and achievement disparities, which is pretty huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think so. We're not just talking about like, hey, when you're at school, make sure you read. We're talking about like covering all of our bases, basically. Um, so the work we do every day as teachers. Um, and as parents, I'm going to interject that in there. And as parents, because teachers can't do everything. No. <laughs> we, we really can't. <laughs> um, it, it's it's on you to make sure your kid's reading. It's on you. Like when your kid is struggling, you say, okay, well, then fine. We're going to read every day. 
and you make sure you build that up. My, my, my husband's best friend did that with his, with his son. He was struggling with reading. So he was like, all right, we're going to read every day until it gets better. That's awesome. Which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the bottom line, keep working. Yes. Keep working. And the more multi-generational programs we can offer and the most literacy instructions we provide throughout a child's progression through school, the better the outcomes for our students, our communities, and our nation. Mic drop right there. I'm going to drop the mic. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to bike the mic? I'm going to bike the mic. Oh, that was a really good article. It kind of just summed everything up. Mm-hmm. So I was like, meh, why even reinvent that? I just can't. I still can't get over one in a 100. Isn't that a huge stat? That is that's a huge stat. too big. That's so big. And we don't know what that could even cover. We don't know if that's drug crimes. We don't know if that's yeah. murder. Murder. People murder. who took falls for people. Even Muck duck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> even if it's a combo of everything, that's still a huge number. Yeah. It's so many people. For profit prisons, y'all. Let's like vote that yeah. down, yeah. please. All Let's right. actually make prisons places where people can be rehabilitated because that's what that's for. Right? Mm-hmm. Let's all look at Norway. Yeah. yeah. Let's see what they're doing over there because they're doing something right. All right. So let's take a break mm-hmm. and we'll be back in a minute. We back. We back. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> I'm eating pizza. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> it's so weird to not be doing a segment. I know. <laughs> All right, Amanda. Lay it on us. So, building on our topic, um, I okay. Well, I'm gonna start with this. Okay. Um, before I dive into what I chose to talk about, or like why I'm here, um, (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to say a little, like, I wanted to kind of give you some background on myself and why this topic is kind of really close to me. Obviously, you just heard us spew about books for like an hour and change. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So clearly, I'm a book nerd. But um, first and foremost, I usually consider myself a horse girl. Um, And so I was like, I know you guys love a quote. (laughs) So I have a quote. Um, so, uh, because partnership with a horse is ancient and primal and all consuming and writers and storytellers are still drawn to that territory so that riding begets reading. That's Lawrence Scanlon, um, in a book called Wild About Horses, which is super cute and floofy. Um, (laughs) but I really think, yeah, (laughs) that's one of my favorite words. I love Um, it. Um, I kind of feel like that's why, um... Like, writing and reading are my two biggest passions, and I feel like they're pretty connected. Um, So, obviously, like I said, I'm a big horse nerd. And when I saw... (laughs) When I saw about four times the same topic pop up on my Facebook feed, um, (laughs) Carrie finally (laughs) commented on one and was like, we should do this as a topic. (laughs) Um, So, apparently, a lot of people know that I like horses and that I'm a book nerd. And so, the article they kept tagging me in is about the pack horse librarians. Yay! (laughs) I'm excited to hear about this. I haven't heard of it, so... Um, so I'm going to give you a little bit of history on the background of it. Mm -hmm. Um, so the original program was called the Pack Horse Library Project, um, 
I'm going to basically spew some Wikipedia at I you. I love it. Um, the project. That's what we do every <laughs> week. Yes. <laughs> I will need that Wikipedia article. Yes. So I, will, I will send all of it to you. I have, I have it all written down. Awesome. Mostly. Um, <laughs> so the project was funded by the Works Progress Administration, the or the WPA is what they referred to it as, okay. uh, which was a New Deal agency under FDR. Mm. Um, nice. The WPA. Respect FDR. Right? Yeah. Well, and what I really liked um, and what we'll get to later is that Eleanor... Uh, was also a huge proponent oh, of this. Yes. So, whoop, women power, yes. women supporting women. Um, the WPA was created to provide jobs and income to the unemployed during the Great Depression. And the program provided about 8.5 million jobs Ooh, over oh. a course of eight years. That's from, amazing. Wow. Yes. From 1935 to 1943. Whoa. That's in the middle of the Great Depression. Yeah. That's awesome. That's yes. amazing. Um, Damn. Yeah. I know. I was pretty Respect pumped about the Roosevelt's, that. Roosevelt's, <laughs> you guys. Right? For real. I right. love FDR. FDR is amazing. Yes. I wish we had another. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can we go another round of that, please? <laughs> Hello, Jesus. I'd like to order another FDR, please. We could really use him <laughs> and his wife. Yes, yeah. Jesus. Could you send him back, please? Please, yeah. just, for eight please, years. Please. <laughs> uh, but uh, so the WPA was liquidated in June of 1943 due to low empo- employment mm-hmm. rates caused by World War II. Mm-hmm. Um, so it had a good stint, eight years. Um, so the Pack Horse Library Project delivered books to remote areas of the Appalachian Mountains from 1935 to 1943, which is the whole period. Yeah. Um, prior to the inception of the WPA, um, there were traveling libraries dated in 1896 um, that were started by the Kentucky Federation of Women's Clubs. Which again, women supporting That's women, amazing. which is yeah. really forward That's for that huge, time of year, especially for that time, that time of year, time of year, yeah, when we don't support each other, yeah. <laughs> we all just it's hibernate, all about that front porch <laughs> display, and getting our pumpkin spice lattes, yeah. and we're not supporting each other, right? right. No, <laughs> no, so eighteen, eighteen forties, you said. 1896. 1896. So the, okay, the turn so of the yeah, century. This was like women didn't have jobs, right. but they had jobs. Right. It sounds like. Right. Or they That's were incredible. trying to. They were. They support. were doing activism work, yes. showing Which that we is what were. What a lot of us do yes. now. Yeah. Still. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know you still have to do it all. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Um, but unfortunately, due to their inability to reach remote areas, because these. These traveling libraries were more, um, you know, they hit the paved roads. They didn't really go up into the hills. Mm. Um, Not up Milton Hill. No. As you say. So they were discontinued in 1933. So along comes the Pack Horse Library. Um, the first on record Pack Horse Library was in Paintsville in 1913. What state was that? Do you know? Kentucky. That's oh, Kentucky. Kentucky. Yes. Oh, look at Kentucky. Yes. Look at us. Um, and it was started by a woman named Mary F. Stafford. Fuck yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it was funded by a coal baron named John C. C. Mayo. Okay. Mayo, however. 
Sure, mayo. Mayo. <laughs> Mayonnaise. You know what? John Mayonnaise. You can be called mayo. <laughs> <laughs> But it lasted one year and folded when he died oh. in 1914. So, womp womp. Um, <laughs> he tried. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. For kinda. a year. <laughs> well, he died. I mean, that time, you know, that time of year. That um, time of year is when most people die. They really, yeah. <laughs> Life expectancy was short. <laughs> he also was a coal baron, you know. So. Yeah. So coal. he was, pr- well, coal baron. So that means that he, he was probably he, smoking a lot. Yeah. Yes. And drinking, and drinking a, lot. a lot and eating a lot of steak. Yes. So yes. all the red yeah. meat. He probably had a great mustache. I would love to see that dude's mustache. <laughs> and you know what? It was fucking bushy. We're here bed. for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> and and I bet he had a monocle and like oh, a yeah. white suit, and yeah. he was just like with a little <gasps> pocket square. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And his cigars and pipes and, and his top hat. Yes. Or bowler. Yeah. Did they be a bowler around that time? I don't know. I There's feel a like guy like that. He in was the great a Gatsby. baron. Yeah. I feel like we're just yeah yeah like <laughs> we're I, still stuck on Great Gatsby. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he was a baron so it was probably a top hat yeah yeah he was he was fancy. He, he feels like a top hat kind of guy yeah <laughs> um mr okay. mayo <laughs> so in i should say okay so in the 1930s 63 out of 120 counties in kentucky that's so we're talking kentucky that's now significant mm-hmm. yeah that, yeah that's over half that's yeah had no library services Whoa. oh yikes and That's why people think we're backwoods, barefoot hillbillies. Yeah. <laughs> What's sad is they're not wrong. I know. When the numbers reflect it. I know. Um, also, uh, in all of the U.S., it was estimated by the American Library Association that in 1936, only one third of all Americans had reasonable, and that's quote unquote, that's like they could walk a couple miles mm-hmm. to get to the library. Um, that they had access to pri- to public library materials. Whoa, mm-hmm. that's scary. That's, sad. that's probably the people that were in the quote unquote cities. Yeah, yeah. I would for have sure. To guess for sure. That's speculation. Mm-hmm. I don't and know. And cities. I mean, as citizens of Kentucky, we can all say that like cities is not where most of our citizens live. Yeah. No. Yeah. And even like if you do live in the city, it's hard to get to the libraries. Like it's. I mean, I know two of the more used ones, like there's one that's right off the interstate and then there's one that's like in the middle of downtown and they're just, they're kind of hard to get to. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's just difficult. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie. I live closer to Lexington. Lexington has a great public library service. That's awesome. Um, And they will come into play later as I keep as I keep talking nice. but oh, awesome. they they really do have a really great there's like six branches and they're all out throughout the city and they're I mean they're super yeah, easy Central to get Kentucky, in and out of yeah, yeah Central mm-hmm. Kentucky has got it going on yeah. I will yeah. say that like I I I grew up closer to Lexington I, mm-hmm. I I was in Crestwood so I was just outside Louisville about an hour and a half from Lexington yeah. and so like I Central Kentucky is like where it's at yeah Eastern and Western <laughs> not quite so much <laughs> more to their own more so Eastern <laughs> I feel like they're like worse off than yeah. we are but yeah. you know it, it's there's definitely and there's definitely pockets in between that are very neglected but like, like I don't have any idea where the library is where I live now not yeah. a clue <laughs> not a fucking clue <laughs> I'd be like, point me in the direction, please. I mean, like, push his glasses up. No, yeah, which is like, I, 
I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Truly, don't. That's why I'm just like. I mean, like, I'll just like listen to stuff online because, <laughs> yeah. like, I don't. No. Of course, that's the good thing though too is if you do have access to online library material, there's that. Yeah, mm-hmm. thankfully the internet is shrinking that. Yeah, yeah. but we, you you just still have to kind of have the drive. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, so in 1934, uh, a Presbyterian minister privately funded Pack Horse Librarians in Leslie County. Hey. I know, right? That's and then awesome. get it, Presbyterians. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's surprising um, that Christians would want their people to read. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that, especially their women. Yeah. yeah. I, I am so. I'm, I'm a not, Christian, guys. Like, don't yeah, come after me. But, like, I promise we are going to chat about that in about <laughs> five. Um, <laughs> In 1936, or by 1936, there were about eight um, pack horse librarians um, or pack horse libraries in operation. That is just so cool. Mm -hmm. Um, So they would, basically, they would load up books on their horses and then just, like, take books to places. Yes. That's awesome. So in total, they employed about 200 people, most of which were women. And they were running about 30 libraries and servicing over 100,000 people. Wow. That's so cool. Yes. So I wonder how they got around. I mean, like, was it a law that women couldn't work? I guess not. Because this was the time of the industrial age when women were working in, like, factories for, like, no money. Well, and... And kids and stuff like that. The so Great Depression in rural areas. Everybody had to Somebody earn. could be a breadwinner. Yeah. Some everyone yeah. had to earn, and you were probably earning like fifty cents a day or some mm-hmm. bullshit like yeah. that. So if that ten cents a day, probably yeah. more like because like well, fifty cents then was like a hundred grand today or yes. some bullshit like that. I'm totally pulling that out of my ass, <laughs> but you know what I mean. It's like it's it's insane. Well, so they were often referred to as book women, book ladies, or pack saddle librarians, which I think is the fanciest pack saddle librarians. And they were paid twenty eight dollars a month. Whoa! That's oh, I a could. lot. Yeah, for that that's time of a lot. time of year. Honest to God. <laughs> Period. I mean, the fall, yes. like inflation. It is the it's fall of mankind. Head. <laughs> that is a lot of money for the eighteen hundreds. Yeah. Those are big bucks. Whoa! So uh, they they really were like making it. Yes. Mm-hmm. But wow. Here's here's the kicker. Here's what blew my brain. Okay. Um, they rode or walked, depending on the terrain, because these guys were going, like, up into haulers and into mm-hmm. creek beds and everything. Um, they walked up to 4,900, so 4,900 miles per month. Whoa! Oh, yeah, they're Wait earning that 20 Yeah, they are. They're fit, too. Can you believe For that? Oh, Their bodies God. were banging. Yeah. Um, but... So I guess, yeah, so since they had to get down and, like, lead the horse probably a lot, yes. that makes sense. Wow. Because, I mean, if anyone's been to Kentucky, like, oh, this so terrain is not... <laughs> Let me tell you, I just too. hunted in uh, the last couple... It, it you is can't a, get a workout. <laughs> yeah, like, we are largely a forested state, so, like, especially It's also, in the like, 1800s, a wetland. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, space, especially yeah. In, the, in the 1800s, like, there weren't a lot of roads, more than likely, or it was, like, little paths or things like that, or, yeah. like, wildlife paths, and, like, it's... And if it's, it's wet... It's not... If it's wet, the ground turns to, like, grease. Yes. Because yeah. it is so clay-based. Mm-hmm. It turns into sludge. Yeah. You're walking mm-hmm. through chocolate pudding. Yep. And it's not <laughs> sticky. Chocolate very pudding. Sticky. It's yeah. not and good it's like, chocolate it's pudding. No. Sucking <laughs> your it's sucking your shoes off. <laughs> like yeah. it's not 
the, the poor horse is just like, nope. Yeah. I'm stuck. Sorry. No, <laughs> you nope, have no to more. Go on without me. I'm going to wait till it dries and then I'll pull myself out. You go on. Yeah. <laughs> just keep walking. I'll catch up. <laughs> Save yourself. <laughs> um, so horses carried about 100 books in their pack. Wait a minute. 490,000? Is that what you said? Miles? 4,900. 4,900. Yeah. Shit. Sorry. I was Almost like, 5,000 miles. So many. Okay. 5,000. That sounds more That's a nice reasonable. round number. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds more reasonable. I that's not what Wiki said... told me, but that's, that's a good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, so horses were personally owned or loaned. So. Um, oh, so kind of like truck drivers. Yes. Yeah. Um, except, you know, the horses may or may not have been fit. The horses may have been old. The horses oh, may no, have babies. been not exactly fit to travel that much. Um, yeah. A lot of. To yeah, like a Clydesdale or something. Like yeah, that. yeah. Like a lot of what I've read, um, mules were a particular choice because they're sure-footed. Yeah, and mm-hmm. pretty smart and yeah, pretty yeah. sturdy, sound minds. Um, There's a donkey then, down the road for me, actually. Yeah, oh, he baby. A, he protects the sheep herd. Donkeys are like they're lethal. Amazing. <laughs> yes. They're amazing. We will have donkeys when we get our farm. Yeah. Like it's donkeys it's, and sheep and goats. Goats. We're gonna have goats. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and cows. But mm-hmm. like, yeah. It, there's a farm right down the road. I, you've passed it, but it's dark, so you probably uh, yeah. See it. You'll see I, it I in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. You'll see it in the morning when you leave. But like, there's a sheep farm right down the road. And there's these big fluffy white dogs that that protect the sheep, and then there's also a donkey that lives in there Aww. with them, Aww. and they keep away the coyotes. The, the coyotes. Yeah. My my <laughs> three year old my three year old niece calls them coyotes. <laughs> Not coyotes. Coyotes. She's so cute. <laughs> She's gonna be trouble. Yeah. Um. Okay. So back to this. Um. Books were mostly donations. Um, and the most popular request, which we were talking about, is mm. the Bible. Oh, <laughs> Shocker. Shocking in Kentucky. Um, yeah. <laughs> and also home instructional info, like recipes oh, and yeah, patterns, cool. parenting advice. Yeah. Um, so nothing's changed. Right. Like, yeah. Really. Yeah. Um, biographies and apparently Mark Twain was really popular. Oh, of Mark course. Twain yeah. was also. Of yeah. course, Mark fucking Twain was possible. Yeah. <laughs> I have a, I have an engraved whiskey glass for my husband with a quote from Mark Twain <laughs> on it. Y'all. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Um, the illiteracy rate in Kentucky during the 1930s was 31%. Believe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the population of the state, was, or yeah, of all of Kentucky was 2.6 million. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a pretty good chunk. I'm not doing the math. I'm too far well, gone for that. Bill- yeah. No, right? <laughs> math. <laughs> yeah, no, math is too hard. We don't do that here. Uh, but, I mean, that makes sense because people had so many kids. Mm-hmm. Because, well, I mean, it was the 1800s, you would fucking die. Yeah. Like, everyone would die. So you have, like, six so that you have three that survive yeah. or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I, again, I there's so many things in these books that I want to talk to you about. But I, you're hitting the nail on the head yeah. already. You'll be back. It's uh, fine. Yeah. <laughs> but so. The summer will open things up. Yeah. <laughs> um, so comparing that to now, so 2019, there's levels now um mm-hmm. it's level one through level five um i got this source um 
It's the National something of education. Sweet. Something. Sounds I've got a link. Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> um, so <laughs> the National something of education. Yeah. Dot com. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dot edu. Dot edu. Dot Dot gov. Dot org. Dot net. Dot uk. But so the level one literacy rate, which is no or minimal reading ability, right now is 14% in yeah. Kentucky. Doesn't Ooh, surprise me. That's or too high. About 34,000 people. Yeah. See? And the level two, which are people that can read like children's books, is 26% or about six that. Yeah, 656,000 people, which combine those two, you're at 40%, which the population right now is 4.5 million. So maybe we're at half of what we were in 1930, but that's still pretty sad. It's still too much. Yeah. Yeah. It's still too much. I mean, progress has been made, which is amazing, but... But that would be like if all of Bowling Green could not read. Right. Oh, that's, for real. Could that's, you yeah. imagine? An entire city population. I mean, that's how it is. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> None of them read. But, you know, it, I mean, it's true, though. Like, it's just, it's unfathomable. But I, I am also not surprised by it. Yeah. As a, as an educator, I'm not surprised by that. Yeah. Sorry. Um. So what? there's a work emergency oh, happening okay. apparently, but it's not my problem anymore. Nope, it's not. <laughs> You're not in You're off the clock. Anymore. Yeah. You're, off the clock. <laughs> You're working right now. Yeah. <laughs> um. So and then we'll we'll shout out the P the the Pack Horse Library Jeepers the Pack Horse Library <laughs> locations in Kentucky. Um. So the ones that basically had an operating Pack Horse Library. Mm-hmm. Uh, Braithis County. Campbellsville, Burkeville, Floyd County, Greenup County, Knott County, Lee, Letcher, Laurel, Leslie, Martin counties, uh, Moorhead, Owlsley County, uh, Pikeville, Harlan County, Somerset, and Whiteley County. Somerset. Those make sense. Yeah. So they were basically along the eastern and the western. No county that I have lived in, taught in. Yeah. Or anything Although is on that list. Campbells- <laughs> Campbellsville is very close to where you were. Really? Yes. Okay. Um, and thinking about the terrain there, it is very, like, it's, it's a very, lot of hollows. Yeah. Like, it's, hollers. It's, it's similar to here. Yeah. Honestly, it's it's like if you copied and pasted. Yes. Down here, except that their schools have a lot more funding. Basically following the river. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Ohio and the yeah, Kentucky yeah, yeah. rivers. Yeah. But those make sense because those are still, like, well-revered, like, people that come out of there are very mm-hmm. well read mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. those yeah. make sense mm-hmm. those make sense for real um and then the like i said we were coming back to lexington became a local headquarters for areas on the eastern side of kentucky that also makes so sense. i thought that was yeah, really cool that's really cool lexington like runs the state <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. i don't know why it's not the capital yeah. i think frankfurt is like more central I mean, it's sure, like, and I feel like it's, it's also like twenty just, minutes outside of Lexington. Yeah, it's also just kind of like it's tradition at this point. Yeah. Like no one. Yeah, it's not great. Lexington's clearly better. Yeah, like, I would so much rather Lexington or Louisville be like the. They're just running out of property to put a state capital yeah. in the Lexington. That's yeah. all. Lexington is really busy with the University of Kentucky. Yes. Yeah. And Transylvania. Yeah. And Georgetown. Westerly, too. Well, Georgetown's in the next county over. But, but 
still, yeah, right there. Still, I did yeah. want to go to Transy for a minute. Yeah, I have a friend that went there. I, I have a lot of friends. They that also went have there. a BCTC. Yeah, is, there's a lot of there's stuff. so there's many little colleges things. in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So many. But as anyway. a side note, as a side note, mm-hmm. they have in they have started a scooter program <laughs> in the middle of downtown Lexington and like the what? UK campus. Yeah, so you can do the whole swipe your card, get a scooter, tootle around. Lexington. That's oh, going to come two, back in crooked news, two actually. people have died. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. God. <laughs> so, just saying, be cautious if you're on the UK campus. Oh, my God. Scooter safely, people. Scoot- Scooter safely. Scoot- yes. safely. <laughs> That's going to come full circle yes. here in a little bit. I'm excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> okay. All right. So, that brings me to my t- my what I'm really nerding out about. Okay. Um, I have two books that are about this topic. Yay! Okay, so I have to read them. <laughs> well, I've read them both, or most of them. But. <laughs> okay, so The Book Woman of Troublesome Creek uh, by Kim Michelle Richardson. Um, it came out in May of 2019, and oh. I read it um, like devour. Actually, I listened to the audiobook mm-hmm. and I devoured it. And then I bought a copy of the book because I thought it was so great. And I love the book um, because in the back, there's also a ton of pictures. So if you want to see pictures, I do have pictures. Um, But so it's about a young girl. Her name is Cussie Carter. And she is, she is young. She is the only daughter of a, um, he's a coal miner. And yes, I I live in a coal, coal mining town now. And I forget what the town name is. Um, I've, done a review of this book on my blog just go there for all the details <laughs> i don't remember it it was back in may i've read like 50 books since then but um it it was still a very good book and it has stuck with me enough that i can talk about it so um the book is basically centered about her as a pack horse librarian um she has a friend who is african-american who back at that time it was kind of hearsay basically because of you know racism um so to be able to have women who were pack horse librarians and to have women of color who are pack horse librarians was very um controversial Controversial. thing so uh it comes up an awful lot in their town um and additionally what i found was the most intriguing about the book so was her friend was she earning money too? Yes. Oh my God, that's amazing. Yes. So that was super controversial then. Yes. Oh yeah. Whoa. Yes. Oh my God, this is so cool. Yeah. Yes. It, that's insane. Um. So what what I found the most interesting though is uh the main character Cussie mm-hmm. is of the blue people. <gasps> so yes. She is. Yes. From Appalachia. Yes. Oh, oh shit, y'all! Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, so they go into we great detail. We did genetics. Yes, in well, biology. And so, I forget what the whole term is. Like meth or something. Yeah, it's something. It's a very it's long really word. Long. Yeah. Um, but it's basically a genetic uh, predisposal to basically your circulation is terrible, mm-hmm. and it turns your skin blue. Um, so in the book, um, they go into a lot of talk. So basically, there's a medication you can take now, and you pee all the blue out. Yes. Well, really weird. Basically, (laughs) they're talking about the medical discovery. Really, she is kind of their guinea pig. 
So she has traveled into Lexington and done tests on, and they give her a cure, quote unquote, where she does not, you know, the blue goes away. Basically, it's a vasodilator that mm-hmm. allows the blood flow to get to the rest of her body. Yeah. And so she has normal flesh tone. Um, and so they you know as it goes along it finds that it's not really that safe for her of course not of course it's not the 1800s yeah and it's medicine yeah like <laughs> but we've talked about that before when medical school was two weeks and a slap on the ass like right. it's not <laughs> right we're exactly. still not great yeah. <laughs> I just 1800s. a beautiful quote in here i'm sorry but go for it um now i know you're a blue but these old eyes don't care nor feels the colors none it feels the heart, child, and it's a fine one, and you're a fine hill woman. Oh, and I just, I just, but like that we, as I was. You need to say here. that in an accent, though. Yeah. Use a fine hill woman. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's where I got in trouble because I could not do. I was told my southern accent sounds like Forrest Gump. Oh my god, I want to hear it. <laughs> no, <laughs> it was so bad. I hear so it anyway, so bad. I was like, um, but anyway, so. Um, you know, basically the, the, the author goes into detail about, you know, old medical practices, mm-hmm. the <gasps> blue gene, um, the racial, um, profile, well, not profiling, what's the word? Anyway. Profiling's the word, Is it profiling? I think. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, you know, between her and her African American friend. Yes. Yeah. Prejudice. That was the that word was I was looking for. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so it's really beautiful. It's a really great book. Um, I cried uh, through like half of it. Oh my god, it sounds <laughs> it's amazing. Very yeah. good. I'm gonna have to add that to my wish list. I am. Too. It sounds yeah. awesome. We've got so many books. So many things. <laughs> I'm so excited this because I want to read more. I want like <laughs> my too. literally we need to hold each other my my New mm-hmm. Year's resolution is to like take more baths mm-hmm. to like <laughs> chill. Yeah. Not like bathe myself more. Clearly, <laughs> like like I'm a clean person, but like you know, like to to sit in the bath and just like chill, mm-hmm. and then read like in front of my face, yeah. be it on an e-reader or whatever, but like actually physically read it as opposed to just listening to it. Yeah. Like I I, I want to read it because I've got to. When I pick a book up to read, like I I I feel that I've neglected this yeah you know what i mean and so like even though i read emails every day and stuff like that it's it's not really the the same same. no so like i i feel the neglect and so i i want to make sure i want to read something new i want to read more stuff and i want to like give myself that focus that Mm -hmm. that gives me that audiobooks don't really i mean like they do and like i can still like do shit while i read but at the same time like i want to give myself that like because of my anxiety like Mm -hmm. i want to give myself like that singular focus that only reading in front of your face yeah. gives you. you yeah. Know, where like everything disappears and you're just sucked into a story. Right. I miss that. Like I'm mm-hmm. thinking back to my childhood when we were talking earlier. Like I always used to like hide away in my room or something like that and I'd read like American girl books and like <laughs> I used box to lock children and like into yeah. the bathroom. Yes. Because nobody would disturb you if you're locked in the bathroom. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like, and mom wouldn't come and pull me out of my room then mm-hmm. because she would see I was reading and then she would be like, oh, okay. You know, like, I just, I miss that feeling of, once again, like, of getting, like, consumed by a book. And I've got, I've got a couple 
that I've got on my nightstand that I'm, mm-hmm. I'm I'm ready for. But I keep some like above my head where like I got a new headboard a while mm-hmm. back and like I have a space where I can keep books. Mm-hmm. So I just keep a few up there for me to read to myself at night. And like I've started reading when I go to bed again mm-hmm. instead of just scrolling through social media. Now sometimes I do still scroll through social media but i feel better when i read yeah i feel like i've been more productive i I don't i don't get sleepy when i scroll through social media so like if i scroll through instagram or something i'm up for another hour and a half yeah i'm sending k stuff (laughs) yeah she knows (laughs) especially like when i edit and stuff i can't just do one thing so Mm -hmm. i'm sitting there scrolling through instagram and so k knows when i'm editing because i send her like says she comes (laughs) to her phone there's like seven thousand things that i've sent (laughs) i've sent her like ooh 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 but, but like, I love them. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, like, I mean, I, I'm up for two hours more if I scroll through social media. That's, so, like, I've done, like, when I wake up and I social media. And when I go to bed, I read. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. way, Sorry. I'm waking up with the blue light. and You're waking up prepared for the day because we yeah. get a lot of our news from yeah, social we media, do. Yeah. too. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I don't. I just see, like... <laughs> people i follow and stuff like that but like i uh but you will also know what's going on in the world because you're like following actors who tend i do follow yeah i do follow more like socially active people and i I, you know things like that but uh you know i i don't know i feel like i blink and it's been like 30 minutes when i look at social media and stuff like that so i really try to stay away from it but i don't know i feel like I have better sleep. Like, even if I fall asleep to an audiobook, mm-hmm. I sleep so much better mm-hmm. as opposed to falling asleep to a show, even. I mean, unless it's The Office, like, that's 100% like the exception, but like The Office or Friends or something like yeah. that. Like, that's the exception because it's comforting and like. And something you've seen a million pure. times. Yeah, so you're it, not, I've, like, I've seen a billion up. times, so I'm not sucked into it. I, it's like, it's purely just comfort. But like, I don't know. Like, it, and again, even with reading, like if it's something I haven't read, I'll be up for another three hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it has to be something I've read before. Or I'll just, I'll literally just be like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just hard. I'm like, you can get to this chapter, and then you have you to, you have to put it down. Yeah. You can pick it back up in the morning. Like I have to yeah. talk myself through that. Even with Netflix, sometimes I'm like. Carrie, it's Netflix. It'll be here tomorrow. You yeah. have you can to pause to, it. Yeah, like you have to go to sleep. You have yeah. to go pee. Like you can't. <laughs> oh man, I'm sorry. No. We derailed you. No, again. you're good. You're good. Okay, so then the second book that I'm talking yes. about. Yes, yes, yes. Jojo Moyes, which you all know or should know from Me Before You. Yes, which made me fucking cry. It was so good. All, all three of those books in that series were very good. There's, there are three of them? There are three of them, yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, I need to get on it. <laughs> I'm challenging myself wanna... this year to read a book every week. You should do, um, so Goodreads does the How Goodreads you challenge. You should do the Goodreads challenge. I need to because, like, I really want to read a bunch of Kentucky authors, so I have something to talk about oh, to the authors that, that are coming. Never mind. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. And I've got a bunch of their books that I just need to sit down and read through. Mm. But, like, I know that Goodreads does that challenge, yeah. and I challenge myself every year, and I haven't done it, but I think this year I'm going to. Yeah. And because, it, like, I have you don't get anything out of it, but it's like you challenge yourself. And, and so. You feel. Yeah. You, it, you can kind yeah. of motivate yourself. There's a book that I really want to read. Speaking of Kentucky books, there's a book about uh, the murder that was on our campus. What? Oh, yes. That Josh owns. There's There was a horrific murder that took place on Western Kentucky University's campus. 
Um, I was actually originally placed in that dorm. Oh, that's creepy. Which dorm was it? Poland. Oh. And I ended up journey, uh, joining a living learning community. So I got placed in a different dorm mm-hmm. after I did that. So, like, we had classes together and we lived in the same section of the hall and stuff like that together, which was really cool. But, like, originally I was in that dorm and I found out that that was where the murder was, like, after I'd moved. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, that would have been so creepy and <laughs> awesome. Like, wasn't it that she, like, I think she got raped and then burned murdered her. and <gasps> then burned her body in the dorm. In the dorm. And it's still, they did not rent that room out to anyone. I would have burned it down yeah. and then rebuilt it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they should have torn that one it. down instead of Bemis. Well, I think they are. <laughs> I think they, they have renovated it since. Mm-hmm. But it's, yeah, when I li- when I was there, though, it for sure was still like, like I had friends in other classes that were in that dorm and they said it was still caution taped off. Oh, my oh gosh. Oh, my God. Yeah, so Josh So has let's that just book. let the horror live. Yeah, Josh Ugh. has that book and I really want to read that book. Um. Because it'll be even more creepy because I'll know all the places they're talking about. Yeah, oh, yeah me too. So it'll be, Shit. Like I said, I'm I'm on a big nonfiction kick right I now. I really want to read that. So, Please let me know when you're done with it because I'll devour it. I think yeah. it's on that shelf over there, somewhere. I don't know. I don't remember what it's called. Um, you keep talking and I'll okay. go look. Actually, all right. So yeah, but, uh, JoJo Moyes. Mm-hmm. Um, her newest novel. This just came out in October. Mm-hmm. Um. Of 2019 is the giver of stars and it's again based in kentucky and about the pack horse librarians um so jojo moise's version is more um third person point of view so you get the stories of each individual um there's a couple oh, of cool. different mm-hmm. point of views rather than where um the prior book we were talking about the book woman of troublesome creek i like when narrators change yeah when it's done well of yes. course mm-hmm. but I, I that can be so effective yeah because you can see how in a how is it all like about the same kind of occurrence or is it all like kind of disconnected it's kind of like a town setting so okay. um it kind of bounces depending on what's going on but it's not it's it flows very well. It's very well written. It's beautiful. It's very atmospheric. You get a sense of feeling like you're in. So you see different perspectives mm-hmm. of kind of sim- of the same situation yes. in a way. Yes. I, I really one. like that because you can see how people's thought processes work differently. How yes. you can't assume that because a facial expression was made this is how right. someone's thinking like right. and then you get in that per- that popular girl's head or whatever and right. she's feeling just as insecure and upset you know what i mean yeah. like it's it's important the big i read think. one sorry oh um, God, don't apologize <laughs> <laughs> i i read we had one. an episode on that right yeah, <laughs> we did <laughs> she's constantly still being reminded <laughs> I just, I feel bad interrupting, but I want to say real quick, I read um, The Bluest Eye by Toni Morrison recently, Mm. and pretty much every chapter is a different person's point of view. There are a lot that are from two different little girls' point of views, but you're also getting the point of view of their parents. You're getting the... that. Yeah, um, but you're also seeing why these monsters that have been created are the way that they are. I like that, too. But... And the book was super effective. Not to effective. justify their actions. Yeah, no. But it's important to understand that. Mm-hmm. It's important. Mm-hmm. Let's. That's like kind of where our fascination with true crime comes from. Is yes. like seeing what then makes someone be that way. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily nature versus nurture. It's always both. Like we're yes. always saying, but 
okay, so what can we do then parentally? Like, yeah, you're afraid that your kid might, you know, I mean, it, it, it's a thing now. Like, people are afraid that they're going to have a son that will grow up to want to be a woman. And it's like, dude, okay, but you can't prevent that. Yeah, no. They're going to do whatever they want and they're going to be who they are. So all you can do is love them. Don't mm-hmm. take steps to prevent that from happening. God damn it. Like, <laughs> yeah. You don't be John Wayne Gacy's dad. Cry yeah. the bridge. Goodness sakes. When you need to. Exactly. Yeah. Like, and, and love them for who they are. Like, that's all we can do. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's all we can do. And the only way that you learn that is by learning all of this stuff. Right. Learning other people's perspectives and seeing that. And I think that's so cool. When it's done well, it's so effective. Yeah, it can be very dis- <clears throat> disjointing and very weird. But when it's done well, it's really effective. And I will say for both of these books, um, historical fiction has kind of a stereotype where there's a dual timeline. Yeah. There isn't a dual timeline in either of these books. And you definitely feel like you get to go back in time and oh, you're just like there. You, there's no bouncing back and forth. It's even like Outlander. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and the big thing with... Not the- to knock on Outlander because I love that show, but... <laughs> and, you know, the point of view changing is so that you do get each different... Um, librarian's perspective when they're going on their personal routes, oh, you know, because they're cool. not together. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you, you get to hear about, like, I really liked, there's a point where um, one of the librarians, Alice, um, mm-hmm. she's the main character, Alice Van Cleve, um, she basically helps, um, he's a single father, they, the, and he has two daughters, and the two daughters are just so enamored with this woman who comes and delivers these magical books and you know it's really adorable and you wouldn't get to see that if you're well, she's you know, like the tooth fairy yeah but she's, and she uh, brings books they're so it, cool it gets me all sorts of emotional because they're talking about how they're kind of like crowded around her as they're listening to her read and like playing with her hair mm. and just like you know like they want a mother figure and they don't yeah, have one don't and know. you know the father he was all you know he's rural Kentucky and and you know very steadfast in his beliefs and he doesn't mm-hmm. want you know silly notions put into his daughter's heads and so he was pretty reluctant at first and then he saw that you know what they need is is the nurturing aspect that they're mm-hmm. not getting and she's bringing that to them not yeah. just the you know want not to just books yeah. yeah and and then when he starts to see that it's you know oh, it's just, oh, it's so it kills his yeah, it's so hard rural kentucky and heart yeah, so. his gun nut heart yeah <laughs> um but so that sounds amazing it, so, so it kind of sounds like it's kind of like the help or something like that but that's really neat a little it, so it gets deeper the yeah. further you read the deeper it gets the twistier it gets um Ooh. there is so I will say in my research, I found that, so I mentioned that Campbellsville pack horse, Mm -hmm. um, the woman who started it, her name was Louise Van Cleve. So it kind of sounds like Moyes took her inspo from that, um, pack horse librarian. Mm -hmm. And so Alice, um, she marries, she's from England she marries an American, an American. Yeah. So (laughs) she's already got a little prejudice against her for being this stuck up English woman and and heart, you know, heartless and everything. And then, um, you know, she joins a band of five, five women. And, and then there's another, she's an African American woman who comes in as, and she's very cautious. Um, she comes in to kind of keep house at the library. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And so it gets it gets dark when that starts to go in. There's marital problems. Um, there's a crazy cold baron. Um, mm. It gets really dark and twisty towards the end. And I will spoiler alert, but I'm only doing it because I love you people. <laughs> the dog dies. No. no! So just hang in there. Uh. No, I feel you. I feel it. I have to know it beforehand, though. Yeah. Is the thing. I I have learned that's one spoiler that's okay. Yeah. Like, every time I start a movie, I'm like, if something happens to that fucking dog, I quit. Mm -hmm. And Josh is just, he sits there and he just rolls his eyes. And I'm like, dude, (laughs) for real. And I have to sit, literally, the movie starts, I see a dog, and I look it up. And I'm like, does the dog die in blah, 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 blah. And then I'm like, "Mm mm-mm. Can't watch it. He tried to make me fucking watch Snakes on a Plane. Ew. Oh. It's the worst fucking movie, you guys. <laughs> it's one of the worst movies I've yeah. ever yeah. tried to watch because we didn't watch much of it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, for sure that dog dies. Yeah. Um, a baby gets, like, bitten in the face. No. Like, it's a really upsetting movie. <laughs> and I know it's supposed to be, like, funny for some reason, that's one aspect of dark humor I just no. can't yeah. get into, though. Like, for real. And it was one that you really kind of had to pay attention to, too. And Josh was like, let's do this puzzle and watch Snakes on a Plane. And I was like, we're going to have to. Tr-. Like, literally, like, I just kind of, I was really trying to be a trooper. Because I, like, I really, well, just, you know. Like, you're just like, you're how married, about no? <laughs> well, when you're married, it's like, okay, well, you really have to kind of give each other a chance. Because, like, sometimes our tastes are really different. But then I end up loving what he picks, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And vice versa. And so I was really trying to be a trooper and I just wasn't enjoying it at all. And I looked at him like I really like I just kind of looked at him and I was like, can we turn this off? Like, <laughs> I'm disturbed. This is really not good. Honey. And he was like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I don't remember what we ended up putting in after that. But I was just like, the guy. Well, I was upset. I was upset for the snakes. Yeah. I was upset for the people. The snakes were just defending themselves, and then I was like, this is painting snakes in a bad light. This is not how snakes behave. <laughs> you know what? what I mean? Like, for real. I haven't I was watched just it because like, of the snakes. Yeah, I was just like, I can't. <laughs> the guy I'm how seeing and I. How could someone who loves nature documentaries watch this and think this is an accurate portrayal of snakes? But he also, like, loves cheesy kung fu movies at mm-hmm. the same time. So yeah. it's kind of like. Whatever. It like a dude movie. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Not even. It's just a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sam Jackson. Yeah. That one sucked. <laughs> um, I watched the John Wick trilogy with the guy that I'm seeing. And when we started watching the first one, the puppy came on screen. And I looked no. at him and I said, if anything happens to you that dog. You didn't know? No. I said, Kay! if any." I said, if anything happens to that dog, I will kill everyone in this room and then myself. <laughs> and he that's said, the whole yeah. premise of the, the trilogy. <laughs> he looked at me and he said, easy, John Wick. And I said, oh, no. <laughs> I'm uh-huh. not. But then he gets a new dog by the end. And like that made it better. Puppy. And then but... they run away to go to the end of the second one. And they're so cute. Yeah. <laughs> And, I oh, have not so seen the good. first one, but I have seen the second half of the second one. And They're I saw all him so and good. Pitfall running away. Yeah. I love Keanu Reeves. Anyway. I do too. I want to see Constantine with him because like I read what it's about and I'm like, 
I have to he's see He's a it. good fucking person, too. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah, he's a solid human being. He's a <laughs> solid, solid man. Yep. You know, he still lives in, like, a studio apartment. Oh. Even with all his millions of dollars and gives, like, he so gives much money so to, much. to charity. Yeah. And, like, he does all his own <laughs> fucking stunts. All that, all that shooting mm-hmm. in John Wick is him. Yeah. I, w- I believe it. He's awesome. You should look him up on YouTube. You can see him do a whole obstacle course of all of that shit. He's oh an incredible actor. And probably a vampire and a part of the Illuminati, but it's fine. <laughs> yes. That, <laughs> that man I, is I could forgive him for that. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever. He's amazing. Love Keanu Reeves. Sorry, we totally do uh, no, you. No, again. I totally... I'm, with, I'm just nodding along yeah. here. <laughs> she gets it. I do. I, uh, Keanu. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad calls him Canoe. 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 Of course he does. That's my dad Can- for you, though. Canoe Reeves. Canoe Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, Your family's cute. <laughs> they're a piece of work, but we love them anyway. <laughs> um. So the next part that I want to talk to talk to T-Pers, talk to you about. Woo! My golly, words are hard. I told I told these girls words are hard <laughs> after words? a couple drinks. Yes, they are. Do you um, have some respect for us now? <laughs> <laughs> All the respect for what we do, especially Kay, because she always gets drunker than me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, the big thing about these two books that uh, I didn't know about when Jojo Boyce's book came out. Um, Jojo Boyce actually came to Louisville and I went to see her. She is the sweetest little thing. Um, And at some point I will finish writing about like the conversations and the question and answer sessions that we talked about or that she talked about. Mm -hmm. Um, And that'll be on the blog at some point, but like hopefully in a week or two but <laughs> i mean like, but also like life <laughs> life holidays. is so like, uh, <laughs> but um january will bring some freedom for yeah, all of us. yeah. so right before i went to that um a, pe- a couple of people in my book ish circle um said that there was some um controversy going on between the two books and so really? they sent me a link it's from buzzfeed news BuzzFeed is awesome. Yeah. Love you, BuzzFeed. Um, we and, love BuzzFeed. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so the title is Me Before You author Jojo Moyes has been accused of publishing a novel with alarming similarities to another author's book. Oh. Which, fuck. yeah. Uh. Jojo Moyes is a big name. Yeah. Um, and the woman who wrote the book, Woman of Troublesome Creek, uh, Kim Michelle Richardson, is a local Kentuckian. So it got a little hot for oh, a minute. Oh no! So the article, kind of, I'll I'll just summarize it. Um, it goes on about about the books and kind of talks about them. Mm-hmm. Um, but the big thing is that, um, I'll, I'll quote: yeah. historical fiction writer Kim Michelle Richardson was surprised when she learned in March that English author Jojo Moyes, famous for Me Before You, mm-hmm. um would be publishing The Giver of Stars, a historical novel about the real-life Pack Horse Library. Um, why was she surprised? The book, the the Richardson's novel, the book <laughs> woman, there's so many words, the yeah, book woman of hard. Troublesome Creek, <laughs> which focuses on imagined characters in the same real-life historical setting, was set to be published in May. So basically, they're talking that there was a discrepancy in the publishing dates. Mm. So... Uh, Kim Richardson had hers published about six months before Jojo Moyes. Mm-hmm. 
Six months isn't that long. Six though. months like, is not, and that's what I will just like, in like novel writing time. That's not. That's not a lot. That's not a lot of time. And if you look at the two books, I have them both here. Yeah. This is not as big as The Giver. I mean, this is a four hundred page book, and yeah. this is maybe three hundred. And you've read them both. I mean, is that even not even three hundred pages? It is that. I mean, they're. Are they they are about enough? the same subject matter, but they are vastly different to yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Like the way that you were describing them just now, I just it they feel like vastly different books. Yeah, and you're allowed to write about the same fucking subject matter. Yeah, exactly. That the subject matter is public domain. Right. What you do with it is your own. Right. Yeah. So I had some thoughts on that. Um, a lot of, of my like <laughs> history majors right? would get in there and be like, okay, listen. Wait a minute. Like, <laughs> I have to rehash the same shit yeah. as my, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, about the fucking Roman times. I just want to say, how many times have we read a book about World War II set oh in Nazi Germany about a Germany, uh, yes. about a concentration camp Absolutely. prisoner? I had to quit reading them. <laughs> yeah. I just had to stop. Yeah. yeah, I could not do it anymore. Could yeah. not. Absolutely. So How many times have we read? You know, I don't even. I mean, so many yellow fever about yeah. so many books. I loved those books that were written like as journal entries. That's what junior, those historical fiction. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. Well, and that's that, what historical fiction is. Yes, it's historical. Yeah, it it's happened. About things yeah. that happened with embellishment yeah it's with a fictional character going through that same thing that's what historical fiction is yeah yeah so my thought is i'm just gonna throw this crazy theory out there all right my thought is they both saw the same facebook post (laughs) (laughs) and we're like let's write a book about it that sounds amazing yeah and they were equally talented and equally separate and decided to just do their own one was here one was overseas i mean that's yeah. Totally. And you know what? Obviously, people that like that kind of thing bought both books. Yeah, exactly. You have both books sitting right there yep. that I can see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What the fuck does it matter? Exactly. It's not like after Harry Potter came out and that lady was like, oh, it sounds like Larry Trotter or whatever, yeah. but which clearly fake <laughs> Yeah, that I wrote. And, you know, like... Yeah. This girl no. in one of my classes, for her second short story... Took directly from Harry Potter, like took the first <laughs> chapter and wrote it. And the only thing that she changed, uh, there there were very subtle differences. The main character was a girl that was five years old. There was a That's cousin Henry. It, Haley, um, Henry. Of, oh Henry. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was an uncle Victor and an aunt Victoria. <laughs> and Victor and Victoria <laughs> super <laughs> and it was supposed wow. to be set in England but she said that was too Harry Potterish so I took out England and didn't change another goddamn thing oh lord <laughs> I was like what the f- why so am that I reading sounds this? like Matilda and Harry Potter yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. but oh, she gosh. quoted Harry Potter in it like goddamn Ugh. Why did you make me read this and critique it? <laughs> you just plagiarized hard. Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness. I hope she got a zero. They have apps and plugins and all sorts of websites for that. Like, don't. Mm-hmm. Just don't. And everyone's fucking read the first chapter of Harry Potter at least and said, oh, it's not for me or this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everyone has. Everyone has. Except for my father. But it's okay. 
there He's was more a, of a John Grisham kind of guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was a tent in this story that is the exact same fabric as Dumbledore's cloak in the first oh, Harry Potter oh book. Oh my god. No. (laughs) That's very... See, now that's plagiarism. Mm -hmm. Taking an event in history and interpreting it in your own way is not... That's not plagiarism. I mean, because what the fuck else are you supposed to do with it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's history, like you said. Like, whatever. So, I had some uh, um, other thoughts. Again, it's a common topic with widely circulated Facebook article. Mm -hmm. There's number one. Um... There are other books about this topic. They're not the first to write about them. They just happened to write it about it in the same year. And there's apparently another one. I don't know what the name of it is, and I haven't I haven't read it. But there was another one that was about the same topic and published in January. So somebody did it before them. So, so um, and see, that's another about like that whole collective unconscious thing. Like you mm-hmm. get we we all get on a vibe, and then it just it it, it grows. Mm-hmm. It's how trends are formed. Yeah. Yep. Um, if we do want to go into similarities, they had different tracks. Like, they went different ways with them. Mm-hmm. Um, again, they're about the same topic, but um, The Giver of Stars is more geared for adult readers. It's There's some adult material they talk about. I kind of love this. Mm-hmm. Um, they talked about a little blue book that went to the ladies um, with some information about some discreet <gasps> information. Uh, oh! What's it? Instructions? Yeah. Oh! Um, that made all the coal miner men very happy oh! in the month, uh, you know, in the darker months. Oh, yeah. I love it. So it gets really, it was like, a sex fancy. Meal. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I'm so excited. So, I mean. That's amazing. Yeah. And that's information. And I'm sure it was super improper And it was super it. Comfort, oh, yeah. con- controversial. And then every, the people that read it were like, well, I tried it and my husband loves yeah. me. Yeah. 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 So. Well, just like Fifty Shades of Grey was. Yes. Oh my god! Yeah, amount of fucking. But you know nonsense. what? I went to one of her her author events. Yeah, and um, like there were like full seat. That was a packed house. People showed up for that author, E. L. James. Yeah, people showed up for her. There's a lot of people who are freaks in the sheets, and they like her, and they're buying her books. Mm-hmm. What's that matter to anybody else? She wrote a new book that I really want to read. The Mister. Yes, I started reading some of it, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> I have not." It's I have it. I went like I said. I got it at that at that same author signing, and um, uh, they didn't do a talk about it because there were so many people that were like, "We have to sign all these books." Yeah, <laughs> so they were like, "We're just going to skip a discussion. It's probably safer anyway, because you know her topics uh-huh. are a little racy." So, um, I have not read that book. I've been meaning to get to it. I just haven't read it. And I think it'll be a fast read because it's it's a small, probably 250-page book. Um, I've but. read the first one, and I really liked it. I'm going to continue, like, reading. Like, I love the movies. It gets better. Like, the yeah, further you go. Yeah. Over here. <laughs> have you read it, Carrie? You know how I feel about Fifty Shades of Grey. Have you read it? I haven't read it. I've seen the movie. I don't, don't care for him as a person. Don't 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 watch the movie. Don't. It's terrible. Don't judge him on that first one it's, though. He gets much better. Well, does yes. he though? Yeah, he yes. does. I promise. He does. He the becomes whole a totally time I different person. I watched that movie. I was like, I will punch him in the face. He it it kind of ruined the actor for me cuz I love that actor. It's that him whole... and once upon a time. Mm-hmm. Love him. Yep. Super upset they killed him in like 3 episodes or whatever the fuck. <laughs> 
love him so much. I was excited that he was going to be in it. I'm sorry. The big- Tell me to kneel before you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the big thing is, though, they don't go into that whole relationship dynamic. You can't That's get fair. that deep. You can't get that deep. On TV. I get yeah. it. Just give it a chance. Just read the first one. If I you found can't, it, it, it's, it's okay. I, that being said, I do own the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it serves its purpose. Yeah. <laughs> but. He gets better. I but do yeah. want to slap the fuck out of him. You do. And like, I will give you that. there's only certain parts yeah. of the mm-hmm. movie that I, I generally don't finish the movie when I watch it now because I don't care for the happenings that happen the big thing though too is he like literally hurts her i don't care for that yeah well but the thing is is she grows a backbone and it's like woo her because she draws a line yeah Mm -hmm. i i get that i don't like watching it happen yeah it's it's very upsetting and you know yeah i also want to punch him and kick him in the (laughs) dick so you really (laughs) need to finish it and then oh, no, decide. I've seen the whole yeah. movie. No, like you need to like, finish, finish the series. The series? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also found out that it was Twilight fan fiction, and that just makes me giggle the whole time I watch it. You knew that, right? No. Yeah, yeah it is. That is no. Oh yes, I promise. Oh, you. Oh yeah, she, you haven't seen those parallels. No. She originally published He's sitting it. There playing the piano for her. Oh jeez. And like, oh girl. No. There's so much more. Like. He, there was that scene where he was playing the piano, and I laughed out loud, so loud in the theater, that the the older ladies that were over in, like, the row behind us were, like, offended. Wow. <laughs> I I was also kind of drunk. I, I it was a snow day. It was... We snuck wine in. <laughs> it was originally called Master of the Universe, and her name Master on... Master of the Universe? That's Ew. upsetting. It yeah. was... <laughs> <laughs> right? She put it on fanfiction.net, which is where I actually started writing, under the pen name Snow Queen's Ice Dragon. I bet her name was Snow Queen's Ice Ew. Dragon. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It was. I actually, like, I had a friend in my, in one of my classes do a research paper on how Fifty Shades of Grey has changed the way we look at sex and novels. Mm-hmm. And she talked about, like, Fifty Shades of Grey starting out as Twilight fan fiction and how fan fiction has become so, like, it's just oh, that's be, fair. been integral that's to fair. the stories yeah. that we have now. We talked yeah. about this a little bit in our BDSM episode. Sorry, <gasps> we derailed you. Oh, no, you're you're good. Okay, so, yeah. So, bringing it back. It's fine, I'm going to cut all that. <laughs> <laughs> the giver of stars is more adult. Um, and that's so cool. The book Woman of Troublesome Creek is, it's, Cussie is young, so mm-hmm. she has a younger voice. This I wouldn't like call it. Young adult. I but, wouldn't call it young adult because there's some, like. New adult. Yeah, I would call it new adult because okay. there's some stuff in there that's a little harsh for young adult. Nice. Not saying that young adult these days doesn't have harsh stuff, but yeah. um, <clears throat> and then harsher throat. than yeah. normal. And then the diversity in characters, um, it's kind of almost crucial right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Um, historical fiction, there's a lot of white people. Yeah. And so they add, you know, significant color cheapers characters of color in order to kind of yeah (laughs) sorry it's my pc i've been with the kids a lot for you know thanksgiving and all um we had to call my brownies uh what do we call them messy brownies instead of slutty brownies brownies. (laughs) because aunt mina makes a hell of 
<laughs> slutty brownie and we couldn't call him that in front of the kids oh that's so funny um and then the other similarity is the medical discussion. So the Giver of Stars, they do have a character who had suffered from polio. Oh, um, wow. And she becomes a pack horse librarian, and she's very anti-doing it because she has a limp and a brace. And yeah, I was going to say, like, she struggles she to get to, around. To well, work. yeah. Um, that kind of, it leads into a discussion about equine therapy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get on a horse, you get stronger, your body isn't carrying your body weight but you're using muscles that would help you yeah so um there's also there's a lot to be said for caring for a creature that size and having it care back yeah Mm -hmm. a lot emotional wise yeah you do that a lot with with people with emotional trauma and things like that that's why people have esas yeah yeah it's an amazing it's magic yeah i I mean mean, i could go into a whole it is is a science for real but it's magic it's something it's truly magic it's it's a spiritual bond that you can't explain with numbers it's something i always (laughs) i I contemplated going into that as somebody who graduated with an equine degree Mm -hmm. i mean i contemplated you know doing something with equine therapy rather than equine business and it's it's a difficult thing to go through, and I, I I'm not built that way. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I I just it's amazing to watch somebody really. I mean, that was my favorite thing about teaching mm-hmm. was watching somebody connect with a horse. Yeah, and like really cool. just get it. You know, yeah. I had oh I have one little girl. She was on a lunge line, which. Uh, horse talk but she's on a lunge line she didn't have her feet in the stirrups she didn't have her hands on the reins and she had her eyes closed and i was like you have to trust me and you have to trust your horse and she did and her face just lit up it was adorable and like those are the moments that you as a horse person are about you know for sure so and that's one of those things that i'm sure native people would agree with as well because like horses are native here Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so so that was such a big part of native american culture it was Mm -hmm. especially as far as like the spiritual connection and things like that and that's i don't know that that makes me feel cool as like just i know that like i'm white or whatever the fuck but like just like (laughs) as an american like that that's such a like primal part of our country Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and and uh, I just think that's so neat. Well, I love, okay, the giver of stars, uh, the main character, again, sassy English woman, right? She has to play her part. <laughs> yes. um, she, there, her father-in-law is kind of, he's the grumpy baron. Uh-huh. And he is trying to tell her that she can't do this because, um, you know, she hasn't had grandchildren yet. And clearly she's the problem that they're not having grandchildren. Well, the problem is that her husband isn't really interested in making babies. Oh, shit. So, do his interests lay elsewhere? Well, uh, his his interests lie with other women. (laughs) See? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say. So, his interests lie elsewhere. They do. And but, a big issue. Of course, um, you know, the the father-in-law thinks he's super, he knows everything. And mm-hmm. he's, you know, trying to tell her that, oh, you know, her lady parts will be jiggled around and mushed up and whatnot <laughs> if she does this. And clearly she couldn't have a baby if she's doing And oh so. Oh, my God. She, you have got to listen to the dollar. Oh, well. <laughs> so, she slapped back with, well, you know, everybody in England grew up on a horse. <laughs> 
<laughs> and look at the royal family. Yeah, so, that's boom. fair. <laughs> but that's amazing. Yeah, I love that. So definitely check them out. There They're was good a books. whole thing in our in our history where like they tried to get women to not ride bicycles or like <sighs> ride trains and shit because they thought our uteruses would fall out. <laughs> Or run marathons. It's such bullshit, you guys. <laughs> and there were the, there's it's this literally here be dragons in yeah, there. Like, yeah, like for real. Like there, uh, <laughs> there's a whole one about like the marathon for real, where this woman just kept running the marathon, and then like they were like, "But your uterus will fall out," <laughs> and she was like, "But it didn't," because like I just I just did this, and I did Still it like hasn't. last year too. And then like women kept they they kept making it illegal for women to run or something like that, and women just kept sneaking on and being like, "I mean, like we can do it." Fuck you. Like, <laughs> and I had a kid last year too, so like bye. Yeah, it was so funny. It's so crazy what men will do to keep us down. Like yeah. it's just, yeah. well, it's just crazy, but. Yeah. That was so good. I, I want to read like uh, so much now. That was know, so amazing. I'm so inspired. You did such a good job. Well, thank you. I'm so, oh, <clears throat> like I said, I can nerd out for hours about them. So anytime you want to talk books, you I just holler. <laughs> All right. Or pick well, a topic that I'm like, I've read a couple of these. <laughs> All right, you guys. Well, it's time for a game. Yeah. Woohoo. All right, so this is our game from, uh, by Drunk, Stoned, or Stupid. It's called If You Had To. So it's basically Would You Rather. So just pull one out of your deck, Amanda. All right, mm-hmm. ready? Mm-hmm. Whose turn is it? We'll let Amanda go first. Ooh, okay, ready? Um, The world's entire water supply comes from a spigot on your forehead. <laughs> oh, that's so no. weird. That sounds awful. <laughs> I would kill myself. <laughs> that would be terrible. Oh, my God. That's such a big job, too. So the world's big. entire water entire, supply. I mean, you would be stuck in a room with a pipe on your head. Mm, yep. That's what would happen. Mm, that sounds know. terrible. I hope somebody does better. <laughs> uh, what's yours? A little elf is whispering in your ear 24-7. <laughs> okay. Mm, I could maybe live with that. It's better than the water spigot. Mm-hmm. What do you got, Carrie? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Have clitorises all over your body. Oh! Take that. <laughs> <laughs> but if you bump into something, that would hurt so much worse. Yeah. Or be pleasurable. I don't enjoy getting my clitoris kicked. By well, <laughs> no, no. Sunburn. No. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No. <laughs> Sorry, I went there. <laughs> I almost did a crooked news on that. Like, people are apparently, like, sunbathing. Well, no, they're sunbathing their asshole. Oh, and Apparently, my God. it gives them more energy. And I'm like, you no. You 100% not that. deserve that. No. no. You no. deserve that. I think I'd take the elf. I'd take the elf. Yeah, now that I think about it, <laughs> I don't want the most sensitive part of my body to be all over my body. Yeah. <laughs> I'm already sensitive enough. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Amanda, for being on. This has been so awesome. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. It's been so much fun. So thank you guys so much for listening. This has been a little bit long, so I'm going to wrap it up really quick. Uh, definitely head over to Amanda's blog. She's awesome. She has amazing book recommendations, of course, and she's a beautiful writer. So, um, and of course, yes. a good friend of mine. So, <laughs> go give her some clicks. And remember, you are not a monster. Bye, Bye. guys. Thank you for listening to Talk Crooked. Music is by Gisla Niebach. 
Check out our website, talkcricket.wixsite.com slash podcast for sources and visual aids, as well as resources to get involved. To keep up with our nonsense and stay up to date on all things cricket, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook at TalkCricket. To keep the shots coming, access ex- exclusive bonus content, get a free poster, and a shout-out on air, head on over to our Patreon. All links can be found on our website. You can listen to us basically anywhere you get your podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. If you have interesting stories relating to our content, please send them to talkcrooked at gmail.com for a chance to be featured on the show. For business inquiries or sponsorships, please email us at carryandkbusiness at gmail.com. See you next time.